The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Hey there, everybody. It's Jason. Unfortunately, we again did not get an episode together for this week. Hopefully, we will have lots of new content for you soon. It's just been a little crazy lately with Josh in quarantine for a couple weeks, and then we only had one night we could record this week, and I've been working 12-hour days, and I was just exhausted and didn't feel that I could bring much to an episode. So... This week I'm going to put out an episode that I did with Cryptic Heartland over the weekend. It's about two hours. We had a lot of fun doing it. I want to thank them for having me on. Josh was on that a couple weeks ago. You can find their audio on Facebook and YouTube. And they'll be putting their audio out in podcast form soon. I was talking to them about that. Go check out their show. They do live Facebook episodes every sunday night go to podbelly.com go support our network go to lucateco.com go follow lucateco on instagram and tag us in comments on their posts we will be doing another giveaway very soon so if you want to get a jump start on that giveaway go ahead and go comment on their posts and get into the giveaway before we've even announced it so like i said Enjoy this episode of Cryptic Heartland that I was on over the weekend, and let me know what you think. If you like the episode, go support them on Facebook, and we will be, Josh and I will be back very soon. We've got a lot of great episodes lined up. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cryptic Heartland, episode number one. Oh, sorry, 119. It's too loud. You can adjust it. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, this is episode 119, and we got special guests in the house tonight. We got, I'm going to butcher your name again. It's Jason Kupsik. That's that's correct. <laughs> From the Ectoplasm Show and, of course, of Casey Paracon. And we got Larry Buchanan, who is uh, Jason's chauffeur. So. Yep. <laughs> Welcome aboard, guys. And of course, we got Jason and Jake, our regulars. So, what's been going on, guys? You We've been talk. doing a lot of fun stuff. I know. Lately. 
I don't know how close I need to be. Uh, you can sit back and okay. talk. It sounds good. I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right. um, all, all three mics are hot, so you're good. <laughs> we've been putting a lot of miles on Larry's car lately. <laughs> I'm sure um, he appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited to get down and hang out with you guys. Yeah. Definitely. We have some good stuff in store, and uh, glad you guys can make it in the studio. That's awesome. Sorry, I'm trying to figure something out real quick. Uh, is it too loud? I have a delay of my own voice. Oh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's louder than everything else. Yep. <laughs> That's how I am, too. I might have the mics a little too sensitive. Let me try to adjust that a little bit. Um, cool. All right, I'm trying to see, just trying to make sure everything looks good on my end. We got some viewers on. Okay. So, all right, yeah, everybody says it sounds good on their end, so no echoes, no no whammies, so we're good. So, you guys have been around just as long as we have been, as far as in the field and whatnot. Um, what led you guys to get even to even get into the field? I'm talking about the paranormal, of course. <laughs> I. First saw a UFO when I was seven. Really? I take oh, my wow. headphones off because okay. the feedback was really yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get into the paranormal field really until about 15 years ago. Okay. But I had been researching it since I was seven. As much as a, like, it's not scientific research, of course. I read a bunch about it when I was a kid. and and. Yeah. You know, I was really big into the conspiracy world in the 90s. Of course. Uh, internet warrior. Nice. <laughs> Not really, but, um, but yeah, so then just one day I was sitting around. Every place I've lived since I was an adult or as an adult has had some kind of activity. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of the, the kind of person to go and do stuff. So, I was like, you know, Ghost Hunters came out the show and I was like, why can't we go do this too? <laughs> So, right. That was a lot of people's thoughts, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I sure. put out, I started a group. It was Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society. Way too long of a name. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and <laughs> started it with someone I worked with at the time. And it was like we blasted off. It was investigation after investigation every other weekend. It was going really strong. And then... Had some disagreements with the other guy, <laughs> and the group, the other people in the group. Larry joined on the very last investigation of that iteration of the group. Okay. And everybody else, well, I split with the other partner, another guy moved away, so it was just me and Larry. And then I put out online to find more people, and we were well, almost every weekend when you and Rick and Nathan yeah. so that lasted about a year year and a half two years <laughs> and then you guys kind of fucked me <laughs> <laughs> but we're good now not yeah. literally hopefully no <laughs> that's for another show <laughs> but I restarted the group again with another group of guys and uh now, actually, I just, in the last month, deleted that website because I don't you do anything under that name anymore. Gotcha. But now I just kind of go do what we're doing now. 
just nice. go hang out with people, go investigate. And, um, the stuff that I've done over the years has afforded me to be able to do that. Cool. Now, I caught something in that whole thing you said. You said at age six you saw a UFO? Seven. Seven? Seven. Seven. Oh, yeah. I thought you said you started. Mm-hmm. Okay. It so. was in the Ozarks. Okay. And I was in the back of my dad's Suburban. We were on our way down to the Ozarks. We'd spend a week down there on Lake of the Ozarks every summer. And I remember looking out at the sky, and there was this light in the sky. It was a little bit brighter than other stars, but it kind of just looked like a star. But it was zipping around the sky in this really weird pattern. And I didn't point it out to my family. I don't know why. I didn't see it for very long. But, I mean, to today, I don't know of anything that could do that. doesn't mean that it was alien, but that's that's the first thing that I can remember um, that stuck with me. I don't... I doubt I had much before that. Yeah. But actually the first few things I had were UFOs. And when I was 18, out of, out of high school, I moved to Denver. And I d- didn't have a lot of money, so I'd go hike up in the mountains all the time. I'd just drive in the mountains, park on the side of the road, and go off hiking. Yeah. And one time, I was hiking up this ridge along the side of it, and I saw this pyramid shaped UFO there's probably 15 miles away I don't know how far it was I couldn't hear anything and it was kind of spinning and it was reflective almost like a rainbow and I watched it on the sky for like 10 minutes and then it finally went around 5-10 minutes finally went around the side of the ridge where I couldn't see it anymore wow what do you think it was doing up there was it like scouting or was it did it get somebody, or what do you think? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I personally, my approach on all things paranormal these days, it's probably been honed over the last, you know, I've probably had this viewpoint for the last five years. Is I try not to put intention behind any of sure. this stuff because for me personally, I can't justify that intention. Yeah. And also, I think it limits me when I'm investigating if I'm going in there with the predetermined idea of what it might be. So, could have been doing all that stuff? Of course. And I love talking theory and the mm-hmm. thought of what it might have been doing, but I I don't know. Sure. I don't know what it was doing. It was just going across <laughs> the sky. How who big, knows who else saw it? How big do you think that was? You said 15 miles away at least? I, Maybe it's really that. hard to judge distance. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any landmarks right. at the time that I could say I know that that peak is whatever because right. I, I didn't know what peaks were what. I was just out there hiking, right. dumb 18-year-old. <laughs> and it seemed like about that far away. Right. It, I, I would. It's hard to judge. In the sky, it was maybe about this big, and that's right. about what I can say. So I don't know. Pyramid shape. It was pretty pretty good size if it, if it seemed that far away, but it still looked bigger than any plane. Right. A lot bigger than any plane. So. Did, wow. it, make an, did it make any sound? Not that I could hear. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's nothing to say. It could have been like 100 feet up in the air and actually that big. I guess so. Um, and it, it was slowly spinning, too. That's where the ra- like the shiny rainbow effect was coming from. Wow. And yeah, this, this is in Colorado, you said? Yeah, that was in Colorado. So just it would have been just northwest Denver. Okay. Um, I wasn't just south of um, Estes Park area. Oh, right on. Okay. 
Did you I mean, happen it was to, to the west of me, so I don't. I mean, somewhere over by the Continental Divide. Gotcha. Did you happen to do any research behind it any, after that? Like go not to necessarily local? about that specific thing. Okay. I mean, I didn't necessarily look into out there. I wasn't reading as much about UFOs at the time. I picked up more after that. Of course, I've sure. always been reading about UFOs because that was kind of my first thing. But you know, I, I never really looked into. I've never heard anybody. I've never read another report where it was the same kind of thing. I've yeah. seen people talk about pyramid shape, but only a few. Sure. And I believe the Rendlesham Forest incident was described as a pyramid. Yes. Yep. Um, so there's some of that, but I, I didn't, I've never come across anything or tried to dig into if anybody else reported anything at the same time. Gotcha. Probably should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. Cause I mean, if you saw it, I wonder how many other people saw it and it would have yeah, been the fall of 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. So Very 20 cool. years ago now. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Goes by fast. What about you, Larry? What have you been up to? What made you, what what piqued your interest with this field or any of these discussions we're talking about? I mean, I think the thing that piqued my interest was the original Ghost Hunters show. Sure. But, I mean, I've had stuff happen to me since I was a little kid. Um, I, I think the first experience, well, I don't know if you would necessarily call it an experience because I was so young, I don't remember it personally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when I was a little kid, um, probably from three years old till uh, the beginning of first grade, we lived in a small town in Pennsylvania called Coatesville. And our house was an old, old house built on the back property of the VA hospital. So you, you could literally like go back into the woods behind our shed and walk like 100 yards, and then you'd be on the VA hospital grounds. Well... Um, apparently this house was built like the, the old graveyard was there. My dad would go out and cut the grass and, you know, he would find headstones that they oh, forgot wow. to take. Yeah. Um, my sister, who's 10 years older than I am, mm-hmm. says that almost on a nightly basis, she would wake up and see me standing in her doorway, like watching her sleep. And she would say, you know, Junior, hey, go back to bed. You know, leave me alone. And I would just stand there. She would finally get so upset that she would, you know, get up, take my hand, walk me back to my bedroom. And the second she opened my door to put me back in bed, Mm -hmm. she would realize that I'm already in bed. And the person's hand that she was holding was no longer there. Wow. And apparently I would sit in my room and play with my action figures mm-hmm. and I would talk to someone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it's right. it's creepy, but I don't I personally don't remember any of it because I don't know if it, I blocked it out or if I'm just too young, I just don't remember. Right. But yeah, this stuff's always interested me and then I found his team yeah. through Craigslist, I believe. <laughs> through Craigslist. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not Backpage? I was a <laughs> <laughs> I was a complete an utter mess that first investigation like really? scared crapless you were like that for a while I you still, still am yeah. <laughs> alright good to know he, um, <laughs> he left me alone in this basement in this haunted place my first investigation 
Got to break in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the place and the location that he like had one of his scariest things happen to him. Oh, wow. Like, Great. <laughs> Did he tell you that before you put you in the basement? No. Oh, okay. no. I was going to say, by the way, I had the scary moment. Go down there. <laughs> this was the first time we met him. Like, yeah. okay. it, it, he, we met him. Well, we might have met you right before the investigation. I can't remember. Yeah, right. We met you China before. Park. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I would have told you about that experience. No, Unless you, I had it. No, I wouldn't have. No, you didn't tell me about it. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys about that. I was going to say, what is this experiment? I want to know now. Um, so this was an Oddfellows Lodge oh, okay. in yeah. Excelsior Springs. It's not the Oddfellows Hospital mm-hmm. that's famous in Kansas City area, but it was an Oddfellows Lodge. It was actually the last lodge in the region, and now it's closed down. Oh, wow. But at the time, I had a member of my group who was a member of that lodge, and there was only like five people that were members of that lodge. Okay. But because he was a member, we had a key, and we had permission, and we kind of used it as training. I mean, we were new to the field, and yeah, we were getting other investigations, but we could go up there anytime we wanted, so we probably did it you know, close to 10 times. It was the third or fourth time I was in the basement of this building, and it was a good-sized building. The basement was all in open area except for a closed-off kitchen area, but I'd say that basement was about eight times the size of this room. Oh wow! So on one edge, one on one end of the room, there was a pool table and like a little fence, but it was like a kid's fence to like fenced in area. Hmm. This kind of it's only like this tall as a little white picket fence. Jason and over there, that's a oh, yeah. regular size fence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason, I can't resist. <laughs> All the windows were bricked up, so there was no light down there, and it was dark anyways outside. In the stairwell on the other side, the other corner of the room, there was a, a soft light in there up at the top of the stairwell. So you could see that stairwell, but it wasn't casting any light into the basement. Okay. It was me and another guy down there, the guy that was the actual member of the lodge. And his flashlight died, and his recorder died, and oh, wow. he wanted to go get batteries. So he went upstairs. He, I was down there by myself. This, by the way, was the first time I was ever by myself on investigation. <laughs> and I was leaning up. It was actually a snooker table. I was leaning up against the snooker table with my ass up on the table so you could kind of picture how I was standing. Mm-hmm. And I felt something come up behind me, press its chest against my back, wrap its arms around me. I could feel its arms wrapping around me, and I felt three breaths on the back of my neck. Oh, wow. And... I was kind of frozen, and after the experience, I could still feel the arms, mm-hmm. but I stepped away to go walk towards the, the stairwell, and I passed through whatever it was. So I don't think that it was an actual person. One, I was up against the pool table, yeah. and two, I was just able to step away from it. By the time I got over to the stairwell, my energy was so drained I don't know if it's from the experience or my like my adrenaline drained me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go. I couldn't climb up the stairs. It took me thirty to forty-five minutes to feel halfway normal again. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was and still is one of the scarier things that I've had happen to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was trying to intimidate me, but I don't know if I would react the exact same today because sure. that was you know when I first started but 
But yeah, so that's what happened down there. It's one of the many things that happened in that building. Um, so I stuck Larry down there <laughs> a couple weeks after that. Because my, actually, my battery flashlight had started to die as well. So uh-huh. I was standing in place waiting for him to come back down because I didn't want to trip over anything. Right. Um, just so unless, um, you know, a little person was on top of the table <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to bear hug me. Wow. We so, also caught an EVP there once that almost made us call the cops. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. So there w- there was a couple different levels to this building, and we were on the second and a half level. It was a little area that they had above the main ceremony room where they they actually had skeletons in the closet, like real skeletons, because uh-huh. it was part of their rituals or whatever. They were <laughs> medically donated skeletons. Wow. And we were in there. We heard some commotion that sounded like it might have been coming from outside, and we couldn't tell. So one of the investigators who had a recorder in his hand, this was actually my partner that started the group with me, went running down the stairs and stopped on the landing to go outside. And while he was standing there and he was looking out the window before he stepped out, we caught a recording. I was listening to it the next morning when I found it sitting in my office, and it was of a little girl about the same, it sounded about the same age as my daughter at the time, crying, going, please stop hurting me. Wow. And there was a man's voice in the background, like a deep man's voice. You couldn't tell what it was saying, but it Mm -hmm. was there. And there was a part of this building that was attached to it right there, a very small part, but we didn't have access to it. Hmm. So we were discussing, we were like, did something happen in there? What, you know, do we call the cops? But we realized it was so clear. There were cinder block concrete walls that the sharpness of it, it was in that room. Yeah. It couldn't have come through the wall. So we didn't wow. call the cops. But yeah, that that was <coughs> still one of the most impressive UPs wow. that I've caught for the that years. Was that oh, was freaky. Oh, yeah. It was. I mean, I, you know, I when I found it, it really hit me because yeah. it sounded like my daughter. Oh, oh. man. That's so, the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you hear a child, especially mm-hmm. in that because you can almost imagine and draw conclusions what possibly may have happened. Maybe not, but I was going to ask that question anyways. When you said you felt the bear hug behind you, it mm-hmm. kind of made me think one of two things. Either somebody was trying to get too friendly with you, we'll mm-hmm. say, or, <laughs> I mean, maybe that was that child now in thinking, hearing the rest of the story. Maybe she was trying to get your attention like, I need help out of here. Maybe, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe. And, you know, I don't, like I said, before I try yeah. not to put intention behind anything, but right. the per- and I guess the way you experience things couldn't necess- could necessarily not line up with other parts of the- this. Felt ma- what wrapped masculine. its arms around me felt very masculine, yeah. masculine, and like it was trying to intimidate me. That's crazy. So, and at least the what I could feel of what felt like the chest and the body pushing up against me, it felt like a man's chest, not a woman's yeah. chest. So how long from that first incident to the EVP you caught? I mean... It was within a few months. Okay, um, that's what I wanted to know. Because we only had access to that place for like... I think that first iteration of the group lasted about eight, nine months. Okay. So it was within that, within that time period. Wow. Um, that place is actually sitting empty, mm-hmm. and we've tried to get in there again because there's a phone number on the outside saying hall rentals for okay. dance something if you wow. call this phone number, but nobody ever calls back. <laughs> oh, man. That's a bummer. 
seems like some of the good places we get to go into when we have free reign with keys and whatnot we always end up losing them for weird odd occurrences whether it be mm-hmm. they get sold or i don't yeah. know something strange always happens something it's just like ah uh, so you almost hate getting attached to a place even mm-hmm. though it's yeah. a hot spot like that we've had a couple of those along the way yeah. and I used to have a place that was just a few blocks from my house. There was a schoolhouse built in the 1870s, I believe it was. It's been about six years since I've had it. Uh But we became friends with the owner, and they just gave us a key. Wow. So we could go down there anytime we wanted. We'd just tell them, and they'd leave the the alarm unlocked. Nice. Um, So, yeah, we've had weird places like that. That's always fun. Kansas City, there's still, it's still, you can still find places if you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily not, or we don't necessarily not mind paying for a place, but we sure. do, generally don't try to. Well, yeah. I don't think that I've paid more than ten or fifteen dollars a person for any place that we've gone to. Wow. There's a lot of places in Kansas City that have been ruined by other groups. Yep. Right. The relationship well, with the right whole here. field is ruined by one team going in there and messing yep. a bunch of stuff up. So it is a lot harder to get into places these That's days. That's kind of what Wichita's like. I yeah. mean, same thing. Yeah. There's a known team around here that, I mean, I don't know if it's the, they're the cause, but there's other teams that have mm-hmm. done that too. And it's the same way. Yeah. We, we kind of yeah. know who the bad apples are in right. KC, and there's, some of them are still around, some of them aren't. Yeah. But I know that they've ruined a couple of the groups have ruined certain places that we had decent relationships mm-hmm. with in the past. Yep. That's I, the downside. I, I wish people couldn't. I know you can't stop people from creating teams and doing everything, I mean, but mm-hmm. I really wish people, certain people <laughs> would yeah. do it. Well, like you said, or like you guys mentioned, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, all those shows, there's so many out right now that make mm-hmm. it look so cool, you know, and people don't realize that's their job of sorts they're getting paid to do this they're getting paid to entertain so whether the activity is real or not mm-hmm. they're getting a paycheck at the end of the day versus us who are doing it for the love the passion the history behind it yeah. i mean it's night and day i mean pretty much there's so. another thing that happens too and this is kind of a worldwide thing mm-hmm. um in the media and we kind of we talk about it on our show mm-hmm. which show is that show. The Ectoplasm Show. Um, Shameless plug. Because we do, uh, we do almost a weekly news episode where we talk about mm-hmm. paranormal news around the world right. or anything odd. And there's almost weekly a news article that says ghost hunters caught trespassing or breaking oh, into this place. Yeah. And it's only because the, usually it's a, there's a couple of druggy kids that are breaking <laughs> into a place and they happen to say that they were looking for ghosts. Sure. So, of course, it makes the whole field look bad. It does. Right. Yeah. And... I don't like that either. No. Oh, and there's too much politics in this field anyways with mm-hmm. other teams hating this person oh, and yeah. that person. It's just like, that's why we went to, when we get to the honor of going to KC Paracon last year, we met so many cool people that mm-hmm. we didn't see any of that there. And I was like, this no. is this is heaven, man. I mean, for lack of a better term, but it's just, yeah, everybody was so cool. We made so many networking connections and it's just like, that's how it should be. We're mm-hmm. all in the, for the same reason, I hope. And, and that's, that's yeah. actually kind of why I started that event in, in a way. Because when I started, I'm sure it was the same for you guys. Mm-hmm. Most teams didn't even talk to each other. No. Not even like fr- no. not even like no. just even responding to an email. Nobody talked to each other. Everybody had this sense of competition between each mm-hmm. other. Even if you weren't going to the same places. And yeah. it's not just because the possibility of um, a TV show or whatever. Sure. It was the culture within the paranormal f- community at that time. Yeah. Um, but I've always been lucky with my events, and I think that it's kind of 
perpetuated itself in that drama free. Mm-hmm. If anybody causes any shit at the event, they're gone. Yeah, and rightfully so. I've yep. had plenty of people in the past that I knew did not get along with each other, mm-hmm. but they were fine at the event. Good. And, um, you know, a few of them I actually took them aside beforehand and expressed to them sure. that I won't allow any of that. But for the most part, it's. I think it's just the type of people that make it to my event. Cool. So. Yeah, and like I said, this one was going to be huge this year. And it just I know. sucks, man, because COVID-19 happened. Mm-hmm. And so. And I, so. Or did it. I, um, <laughs> this year was going to be my last year doing was it? it. Oh, man, I didn't know that. And yeah. I, I kind of made the decision, because in a few years I plan on moving away from that region. Gotcha. Um. And I still kind of, I don't know if I'm doing it again next year. Okay. I have other stuff that I want to do, and it takes a lot of time. And it it actually takes a lot of time away from my wife and stuff. Exactly. When I'm trying to market it and build it and for months beforehand. Oh, I bet. I honestly, I I have said every year that I'm not going to do it again next year. (laughs) This time it was a little more, I had felt this way before when I had started planning. That's why I was trying mm-hmm. to go so big with it. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't know at this time if I'm doing it again next sure. year. I'm definitely going to still be in the field and active and doing other stuff. We'll see. Yeah. But I've kind of... <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Yeah. And the, it also, it kind of, having to cancel it this year kind of made it feel more final. I get it, yeah. So we'll see. Yep. <laughs> Like you said, it just takes so much time, effort. Maybe I'll of... help you guys do yours. We dr- oh, actually right. drove by that place in Dodge City. Did you really? The other weekend on yeah, the way out to Colorado that you had beautiful. mentioned was a possible yeah. place for yeah. one. Yeah, they're, they're ready for us to do yeah. it. We just got to get everything under control and uh, see yeah. about yeah. it. But we're hoping for next year, hopefully still. Yeah, because yeah. it should have been last month, actually. September, right? When it was supposed to happen? I think it was, or was October? No, no, no. It was going to be for next year. We I thought it was gonna, this year. No, oh, okay. We do it I know what we talked at one they time. They had too many things already planned and booked because they do um, stage theater there, too. Yeah. But um, the actual inside where the stage is there, it's it's beautiful. And yeah. it's good seating and everything. And there's yeah. stuff that happens there that, you know, so oh, yeah. you've got some hauntings going on all around you the whole mm-hmm. time. So. Yeah, we yeah. were just driving through. We stopped in the old. The, like the museum part of the what's Hill. it called? Boo Hill. Boo Hill. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was. I've been there before yeah. when I was younger. It was. I, it wasn't worth the fifteen bucks I had to pay <laughs> to get in because there wasn't anything going on and they yeah. had everything closed. But they oh. still charge us full price to go walk around the grounds. That's crap. That's when you should have said, "I'm from Dodge." They have to pay for that like, brand new building they have. Yeah. Apparently, though, yeah, it yeah. was very nice. It was very cool, and I could see them doing good things with it. But we we spent 15 minutes there for our 15 dollars. Yeah, so. it's because <laughs> I mean, and none of it's original, other than some of the relics inside mm-hmm. of the buildings. I mean, the, everything else is brand new. They built over over the years. Yeah. I'm from Dodge City originally, so oh, okay. I know very well. Yeah, <laughs> and I I lived there for 20 years, and I didn't. Spend I think I went maybe once or twice ever mm-hmm. when I was there. And then I've gone back m- more to yeah. it now all these years afterwards. But uh, well, we got to investigate. I was going to say, we were yeah. the only team that's ever yeah. investigated yeah. there because uh, 
just by like, by sheer luck. Yeah, I guess because we tried. Everybody's tried because you know Dodd City Boot Hill is famous for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But then you go down and talk to the people that are running it, and they just like it's like other other businesses. They're like, we don't want to be known as a paranormal place. We want to be known as Dodd City for the old west. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I respect yeah. that. Yeah, but then the depot caught on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Deepa, we've like, been doing oh, it for yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, we sell that building out every time we go an investigation right. down there for public. And it's about, usually we try to keep it limited about 35 people. Yeah. Because it is a building. You there's might no step over each other. Money. But they're still pushing people away. <laughs> like, it's like, can, is it sold out? Can I come in? Well, no, but we'll be back next month maybe. Or we've done. Uh, they're they're working on trying to get multiple days and everything like okay. that. Okay. Um, because uh, another section of it they're going to open up for. So oh, cool. We'll have possibly oh, yeah. able to get more people in to yeah, like, that's true. set it up and everything. So and there's the a other, section. The other theater. The other theater next yeah. to it and everything. Yeah. I've plus, never been in there. Plus, I'm trying to work yeah. in where we, maybe we can even do the, the Carnegie at oh, the same cool. time. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's Cause another idea, too. Yeah, because it, it'll sell out. We did three successful nights sold out yeah. in a row from a Thursday through a Saturday, and it was just chaos it's just like it, it, it's gonna sell out it's a it's a hot spot of yeah. a place and it's cool it's, it's just history working so. on trying to get just the team in there because the the team itself besides you and me and renee nobody else nobody has. else has ever been in there just to investigate without the public so yeah. we're trying to get us all in there just to have the experience to it by ourselves yeah. you guys are more i was say yeah well, you guys are welcome to come along with us we you in there with us keep me informed oh yeah. for sure yeah be definitely. better than me and give me more time than <laughs> I give you guys. hey what are you doing right now i'm sitting on a toilet <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. call you friday friday night hey, hey, me every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's right at least give your chauffeur you know 24 hour notice you know make sure he's not driving somebody else so. i'm a last minute kind of guy hey it's all right. I think Corey it works. And I, Corey and I probably would have joined you on that. But she's <laughs> into UFOs more than I am. She watches. Really? Oh gosh, she watches every single she episode does. of Ancient Aliens. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, she's into all the conspiracies <laughs> of that. So that. this place was. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, you're fine. This place we went to was amazing, mm-hmm. and it's not. Um, I found it by random. Wow. Um, what state? Here? It's Colorado. Oh, color- that's right, Colorado. Yeah, it's yeah. in the very extreme southeastern part of Colorado, just on the border. It's only like a mile and a half from Oklahoma border, oh. and about ten miles into from Kansas, and maybe a little bit more than that. It was called. I don't really want to give it out. No, yet. don't. Wouldn't. No, I don't no, want no. to give it out. No, yet. don't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I want to do. Actually, now that we've had the experience we've had out there, I want to do a little more. Filming and digging into yeah, it, okay, and yeah. then, and then in that film we'll announce where it is. Of course, cool. we're not going to keep it a secret then. Yeah, but we um, didn't sleep. We, <laughs> so about six months ago, actually more than that, about about right before COVID hit, uh-huh. we I just had this wild hair that we're just going to go sit in a field and look for UFOs. So we started doing that every mm-hmm. few weekends. Uh, first place we went to was a spot in Missouri. I can't even remember the name of the place. But so we just kind of look up on light pollution maps and try to find the close, you know, the best place we can get to within a certain drive or whatever. Sure. And that's how we found this place. I was looking for the closest place or the place within eight hours drive that had the least amount of light pollution and was a place that we could camp for free. Nice. This place fit the bill exactly. And 
the closest town's like 50 miles away or something wow. like that and it's it's desert yeah. it's it's really flat and it just happens to this have this canyon that opens up and it's nowhere near the Grand Canyon but it's it's a big canyon like mm-hmm. you're we camped well we tried to camp right <laughs> next to these walls that were like 30 feet high and it's ancient Native American land as well there's plenty of remnants apparently there's these pictographs on the canyon walls that we we didn't actually see. Oh wow! We only spent the first night there, uh-huh. and until about three o'clock in the morning. And the the reason we left was because we weren't going to be able to sleep. Like, mm-hmm. and Larry wanted to leave. <laughs> I, we were planning on staying there for two nights, and I would have stayed just awake that first sure. night. Um, but we packed up and left because when we were getting up to go to sleep. Larry was going to go sleep in his car, so I was going to go sleep in my tent. Mm-hmm. There was a light inside of my tent. What? And it's actually, it was technically a second light. So it was so dark out there, and the parking lot was close to where we were camping, that I put a light on inside my tent on my cot okay. while we climbed up to the top of the canyon to watch for UFOs. Okay. And it happened to be super smoky from all the smoke coming from the west. Oh, right. So the sky wasn't as clear as some of the other places we had been, actually. Mm -hmm. So we sat up there for an hour or two and then walked back down to the campsite, and we sat up till like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning listening to podcasts. (laughs) And I get up, and there's the light that I left on my cot, but there's another light next to it on the other end of my tent. Both Larry and I both saw it. And oh, wow. it was on for, we saw it on for a good five seconds, and then it went out. Weird. But that's not the only thing that happened. That's not the only thing. We were hearing voices. We were hearing screaming in the canyon. Wow. Drum beats. Uh, drum beats. Lights. We were seeing wow. lights in the sky. We were having Holy all this crap. stuff happen. Was... So it was a whole series of stuff. And then, yeah, when I wanted to go lay down and go to bed, there was a light <laughs> in my tent. Uh, so we packed up, and we drove into the closest town. Yeah. And then the next day, we were like, well, are we going to go back down there, or are we going to go check out another place? And I found an abandoned state park what? that you could still camp at, because it's still Holy state shit. land yeah. north of I-70 in Colorado. So we drove up uh-huh. to there, and we ended up camping, we ended up setting up our tents underneath the deck of what used to be the visitor center, and we sat up on the deck watching the sky. That's cool. And then... When we were going to bed that night, Larry was asleep in his car. We were hearing people talking, whispering, voices talking about, that's them. Yes. Oh, my God. And then there was banging <laughs> inside and talking inside of the abandoned visitor center, which was boarded Holy up really tight. Because we walked around it during the day trying to get it in there. Yeah. And we're like, we're not going to fucking sleep again. <laughs> God, and I'm t- Larry didn't even have a real tent. He didn't know it until then. Yeah. He didn't even have a real tent. So he just wow. went to sleep in his car. Yeah. So then we were like, what the fuck do we do? It's 3 o'clock in the morning again. Uh-huh. And we're not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> Might as well just go drive in, in the nearest town. Wow. So yeah, that's the first time actually ever. I'm a big outdoorsman and a big camper. That's the first time I've ever not made it through a night camping somewhere. Wow. It's, it's weird that... And I, I'm going to give Larry shit about it because I probably <laughs> would have stayed and sat up. But I mean, so I probably would have too until he said what he said. So yeah, 
I mean, my like he says, my, he was a, he was asleep. In his I car. was asleep. <laughs> oh wow! So my tent that I thought was a tent was actually a covering for a oh, tent uh-huh. that didn't have a floor and it was see through. And I was like, the hell if I I can't sleep if I can see what's all around me. Right. Yeah, walking up to me. Right. <laughs> so I I climbed into the car, threw my blanket over my head, uh-huh. and the first thing that happened was I thought he was talking to Kara uh-huh. out on the phone, yeah. his right. wife, because I heard someone walking around the car talking, you know, and I'm. Like, I still got sure. covers over me because I'm like, oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> I really hope that's him. And then I heard someone say, yeah, it's him or yeah, it's them. Oh, and then the car God. started to shake, and I thought it was the wind because it was really windy that right. day. It was windy, yeah. So I shook it off, and I fell asleep, and about 30 minutes later. I was later, almost asleep. He was almost asleep, and I hear knocking on my window. And the first thing that goes through my mind is, I'm not answering right. until someone says my name. Because yeah, if they that's say smart. my name, I'm screwed because they know who I am anyway. <laughs> and he said my name. Okay. So I opened up the car door, and he asked me, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm asleep. It sounded like somebody was taking down his not tent. Really? Because like, it was really windy, <laughs> so it, we, we heard, you know, it was sure. shaking everything around. This sounded like somebody taking it down. And wow. Moved. And then there was... Right before that, there was the banging inside the building and the voices, and I heard a whisper that said, it's them. That's crazy. As well. So there was all that. So Maybe not. (laughs) We're we're going again in December. We're at least going to the canyon again in December. Yeah. And then we went to go pack up that night. and uh, Oh, yeah. There was a handprint on the back of his car. Big, big, weird That's the back window of my car. And it is that back door is automatic. You don't push yeah. it to close it. Wow, that's amazing. My if I put my hand up there, the bottom of my hand comes just below the thumb the, the thumbprint. So it's it was about that. Jesus, long of a handprint. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exciting for sure. So did you guys get any of it on camera or recorder? Or anything? I'm just asking. Cause, no. And see, well, that's the problem. That's the thing we don't yeah. think about in the moment. It's like you're thinking, holy shit, versus, right. oh, hey, hold on. Can you say that again, please? We had <laughs> trap cameras set up actually oh, really? the second night still. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Because we, we, we left them up because we had actually laid down and gone to bed. But the other night we hadn't yet. Gotcha. We had trap cameras and, all, and stuff set up that night too. The second night, my trap camera didn't take a single photo. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. it was windy blowing the trees around and stuff. Sure. And we saw we saw his going off the the light flashing for uh-huh. video right. about a hundred times, mm-hmm. and oh, it, did, really? it didn't take a single thing. Wow. I remember seeing that now because yeah. it was on top of that propane tank, and you were like. So yeah, we're gonna out. be like we're we're gonna go back out there and. Very cool. Say fuck it. I know you don't want to light up my tent. You can do that, <laughs> right? But yeah, you, I mean, you don't it, speculate. It but what do you, what do you of, think? It makes me think of orb light or like a spook light spook kind light, of thing, yeah. or or yeah. something like that. We were seeing other lights, but they were different. And there was someone else out there because there was a car oh. in the parking lot, and they had signed. It was a couple, mm-hmm. uh, a guy and a girl, and they had signed into the the register, and they had been there before we got there so we didn't see them at all they must have been camping down in the canyon Hmm. but we heard a lady yelling for help we didn't have no idea if it was them we were gonna go off trudging out into the canyon at three o'clock in the morning there were scorpions around we saw them there were snakes around (laughs) the next day actually had a rattlesnake rattle its rattle at me on the way up to we stopped at an abandoned house so i and 
You know, I'm a, <laughs> like I said, I'm a big outdoorsman, and, right? And I probably would have been fine going in it, but I don't. Sure. I don't like doing that at three o'clock in the morning. No. So man. we didn't go look, but we were trying to yell back to them. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was them, right? Because there was other time we were here and talking. Like I thought he was talking to me several times, but really? he wasn't saying anything. It even sounded like his voice right next to me. Holy yeah, because we're sitting there listening to a podcast, and he keeps saying, "What?" Yeah, we were <laughs> listening to podcasts at one point. Yeah. I had them playing on a Bluetooth speaker, and we were hearing voices coming across the speaker. And then we oh. would go back, mm-hmm. play the podcast there. again, there. and one there. Holy shit! So we were having all of that happen That's within awesome. those few hours that we were there. Wow. And I found this place random <laughs> just because the sky would be clear and it looked pretty cool. At least wow. you got to sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> we got to the hotel room and uh-huh. I went to go lay down and the all of a sudden I hear cops and they're banging on the door next to me. Oh, and wow. There's a huge altercation that lasted like four and a half hours between this lady getting her cell phone stolen from her boy by her boyfriend. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god, that's that's wild. Yeah, you, you first... guys are invited out to the desert with us. Hell yeah, nice. that sounds exciting. Nice, yeah. I'm like, who? <laughs> when you first mentioned that, I thought maybe you went to the four corner side of Colorado back because mm-hmm. I mean that's known to be yeah. really because of the I don't know if it's coincidental or if it's actually what they say it is because you know all four states meet. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a really a hot spot for activity, kind of like similar stuff like you're talking about yeah. and I, I thought I, I assume that's where you went but no you're talking about opposite end opposite so that's corner, awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and very it's, cool it's um you feel like, you're on the like we were it's so <laughs> flat and so desolate there's no towns mm-hmm. from Kansas to the place it probably took us 35 minutes from the state line to okay. getting back there yeah we passed like 10 houses that were abandoned we stopped at most of them and oh, went wow. into them and and uh there's just nothing out there oh i bet yeah i mean what i mean who would want to live out there even on that part of kansas mm-hmm. it's pretty barren i mean it's farmland but then when you get into that canyon mm-hmm. it oh it's completely different landscape that i never i i spent a lot of time in colorado mm-hmm and I knew that the what you know, of course, I knew that the east side was all flat and farmland. Yeah. But I didn't know it had any canyons like that. I didn't either. There's one big pass out there. It's the, uh, oh, what's it called? Are you talking about like the gorge? Well, there's that one too. But there's a pass that goes out there because I've been through that way. Growing up in Dodge, we went to visit some family out in, oh, uh, where the hell is it? Like Alamosa, I think it's called. And oh, okay. uh, there's a big giant pass you go through up there too so i can kind of know what you're saying you don't expect to see that stuff because mm-hmm. it's further south when and we, it's, yeah east when we were driving to the next place we ended up just driving on back roads and ended up by this place called two buttes and there was this um, like amazing lush canyon coming out of this lake that wow. it was just like cliffs and i mean it was, we just came across i mean it's oh, out there shit. in the middle of farm field really <laughs> yeah that's crazy. <laughs> I've never so been it was a gr- we had a great time, uh-huh. and I don't feel like that big of a pansy for not sleeping in my tent that night. <laughs> well, but we're gonna, we're gonna we decided we're we're not gonna let that <laughs> send us to a hotel room again because the yeah. whole reason we were out there was for that, right? So 
That's crazy. That's a, that's a fascinating story. I wasn't expecting that at all. No. I mean, I figured you were saying, yeah, we saw lights and all that. But yeah. no, this is... <laughs> well, we actually saw weird stuff in the sky. Then. Did you? Yeah, yeah, a few weird lights, too. Yeah, nothing that would impress anybody that's not in right. the field. But it, it's definitely either satellites that are doing things that we don't know that they're capable of mm-hmm. or... Uh, maybe it's the space force. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> we were we were there's weird flashes in the sky too at times. Did we have them out? Uh, we had one out there, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's those little uh, that we listened to on that podcast. I think it's those little Chinese missiles that are flying through space, and then it's like that's another not satellite right above us. No, but really, <laughs> <laughs> I hope Chinese. it's not. I mean, they can reach us at any time. <laughs> oh my god, that is crazy. Holy shit, where do we go from there? That was exciting. <laughs> I'm all pumped now. <laughs> so, uh, let me think. Uh, you guys have any questions based upon that? I'm or just I know. I'm, like, I'm just ready to go. I'm just, I'm just that I didn't get it. Well, because yeah. we talked off air about Tahlequah, and it reminds me a little bit of Tahlequah uh, because yeah. that's the only place that chased us off too from staying there. We were, we were had tents set up. We always camp out out there most of the time. I didn't the last time. I was in a Winnebago. Whatever. RV. <laughs> hey, somebody says you want to stay in an RV. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, one of the times we went out there, Callahan was out there. We're talking about Brandon Callahan, mm-hmm. uh, author of this book, "The Agony That Remains." Uh, great read. If you don't, if you haven't read it yet, you need to pick up a copy. We have copies for sale too, so reach out to us. Um, anyways, we went out there, and he goes out there with us, and then he leaves always kind of early because he drives back to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So we always stay overnight, no matter what. Every time we've been out there. Well, sorry, I'm struggling, struggling over here. Anyways, we had actually had set up our DVR with uh, wires running everywhere across the, all over the the plot First of land. First time we ever actually tried to do that. Yeah, and uh, we had a camera facing the back of the house, the main house that's still standing where somebody was living in at mm-hmm. one time, uh, because they used to see shadow people come up there or something scratching on the windows. So we had a camera off closer to the woods. And the wire ran back to the house, the DVR. Well, uh, we were out there in about 2 o'clock. Jeremiah, you guys know, uh, mm-hmm. our team founder, we walked up to the house, him and I. We wanted to use the restroom, get a drink, whatever. Just us two. And he went in the restroom first. I was sitting there watching the DVR. And then I came, I wasn't paying attention. And then I came back. We switched spots. And he, like, as soon as I came out of the bathroom, he goes, dude, come here. I'm like, what's up? He said, you just get over here. I'm like, okay. So I go look at the DVR, and one of our cameras out. I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, he's like, I'll go check it out. Stay right here. You know, I'll be right back. So he went around the back of the house. He came back, and he's like, you got to come see this. I'm like, see what? What are you doing? You know, tell me. You're all being mysterious. Mm-hmm. He's like, just come here. So I follow him out around the back of the house, the property, and our wires are cut. Wow. And now, this this is up on the Ozark Mountains. It's where the mm-hmm. Trail of Tears ended, all that fun stuff. And it's, you guys have been there. It's the yes. mountainside on the backside. Yep. There's only one way in. Mm-hmm. So, to that road. And uh, we go back there and look at the wires. They're cut. And they're perfect cuts. Like somebody had sliced it, not a, an animal gnawing on it. Yeah. The thing was, was weird about it is it's all on camera. Kind of. Because the cord runs from behind the camera, runs towards the house, and this thing where there happened to be like some kind of weed, like a 
what they call those things, dog-eared or uh, dog-tail yeah, weeds, dog whatever. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like hanging in front of the camera. It's in front of the camera, and you see this thing start moving, 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 and all of a sudden shaking, and that's when everything goes black. So the, the And that's where the cut was, and wow. there's nothing yeah. on camera. And we had audio to the camera, and when there's a recorder down on the ground next to it, Throughout the whole day, you could hear us walking Crunching around, around. Every time we went back to listen to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, completely silent. Yeah, Nothing. and you don't hear anything. And, th- and, of course, they have those two big uh, Rottweilers walking around yeah. the property that mm-hmm. protect us. They didn't make a sound. They didn't bark. Nothing didn't war- you know, warn off or ward off anything. How long ago was this? Oh, God. 2000. It was uh, 2015. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's been it's been quite a while, yeah. And uh, it was enough that Callahan was writing that book, and he had mm-hmm. it finished. He's like, afterthought, he added that last in the last couple of chapters. He's like, by the way, the guys from the, that were down there called me and told me this story about what happened, and so the story continues, kind of a thing. Yeah. It's just the fact that the camera we had on there was a two hundred dollar camera sitting on a tripod. Tripod. It wasn't touched. It wasn't stolen. They didn't go in the house if it was a person because we had cameras shooting in the house. Nothing was disturbed. But the odd thing was is that was in the back of the house. You know, halfway through the property, it, there's a road that goes out to the forest. There's, like, mm-hmm. forest on every side. Yeah. Um, and that's quite a bit of ways from that location. We had a camera out there. At the same time, our, that camera starts shaking violently. Yeah, we like were, something's yanking on the we cord. We were inside the house looking at the DVR and going back to replay that, and all of a sudden you see the, the camera just start doing this, like something is over there is like jerking it around. Uh huh. And it's all time stamped, so I mean, we can yeah. they're synced up at the same time. This is going on. We're like, what in the hell? So Who's I, out here? Yeah, I made a beeline straight out. So we we call the owners, and they're like, and we talked to Callahan, and we're like, well, I think we're just gonna pack up and head out because somebody's if somebody's out here, you know, we don't want to be out here. Kind of mm-hmm. the same thing, the voices yeah. and the weird occurrences. But of course, we that's that's another six hour drive, I think, from here to there, roughly, yeah. and. We had been up for like 24 hours straight. We made it back into town like our time, like at 9 a.m. in the morning, and we're about half dead, trying to slap that yourself in the face, mm-hmm. you know, stay awake, yeah. those long trips. <laughs> but See, when, it's just weird. When uh, We've made a few trips down there. Mm-hmm. The first time was um, when we were, we were, Larry and I were talking to Callahan about doing a project, mm-hmm. and we, I had been talking to him several times about doing something right. about that. Yeah. And... We had been talking about. It. We decided we were going to do it, and Larry and I decided before that you know we like to just go on random drives. So we were going to sure. drive down there, and Brandon was able to come along. So we we didn't actually get to the main property that time, but we oh, went okay. to Manus. Yeah, the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Then we went. So then you and Jared, Jared and Brandon went down and went with Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there for that one. But you had some activity on the actual property. But when I, I went two weeks after that with with uh, Jared and Brandon, and we had activity at Manus, but we didn't have any activity at the house. It was actually really? very quiet. Um, the lady that lives there was gone most of the time, had to go pick somebody up. Oh, so, okay. But I don't... 
Brandon thought maybe it kind of had to do with that that main guy had passed away. Mm -hmm. Did he end up passing away? Activity was kind of around him. He thought. Yeah. But you guys did have some. I didn't witness any of that. But you guys did have some activity out there. But Manus has a weird feeling, and it's not just because it's a cemetery out in the woods. Right. Um, It's freaky at night. They saw this thing out there that that I wasn't there for that one. But when we went back, I tried to recreate it, and it was. Whatever it was that they saw was at least three feet taller than me mm-hmm. from their perspective, and it walked through dense brush that I couldn't walk through right. with, no sound. with no sound. That's crazy. And I've that's uh, what like you're I, telling me off like, air. Yeah. Like I told you, mm-hmm. I've done hours and hours and hours, and, and he knows I'm not very good at research. Everybody, <laughs> I know, knows I'm not really good at that. But, um, I could not find any. Native American cryptid or creature. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking, but we don't want to range. talk about it too much. Yeah, we're right, trying to right, decide what to still, do with that footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I couldn't uh, come in project wise. anything that would match up right, yeah. with what I. Well, you know, there is a couple things. The very few mentions of something that's kind of like it, and I think maybe that's where we're going to take our project. Cool. Down that road rather than the old property. Gotcha. Yeah, because right now the property is kind of off limits because mm-hmm. of. Some things. Uh, litigation, we'll just say, yeah. So that's why we haven't had a chance to go back either. And I know Callahan's closer to the situation, so he'll, that's his baby, you know. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't trespass on that without Callahan's blessing kind of yeah. a thing. We always make sure he goes with us. But Let me ask you, when you guys went yeah. down there, did you go, was the the Satanist's grave site there? That was a newer one. That might have been after oh, you guys man. have been there. What? We found a headstone. It was a different cemetery. At a different cemetery. No. That I has, about this. Uh, I'll have to find the picture after we okay. get off yeah. there. Yeah. But it has like a skull. It has like a face with devil horns and it has satanic quotes on it. And it's wow. somebody that passed away within the last few years. And that's not at Manus? No, no, it's not at Manus. It's at yeah. a... I can't remember the name off of it off the okay. top of my head. You it was another one that Brandon had been to before. Like really? And mentioned that we should go check it out. Wow. That's awesome. But it's really yeah. It was on the northwest yeah. outskirts of town. Oh wow, yeah, because that's on way on the east side. South yeah. well, more east than anything. Yeah. Definitely uh-huh. a weird Well that wasn't the only headstone in that cemetery that was weird. There was another one that was like creepy too. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't remember what it says. See, in Manus, the first time I went out there, Jason didn't get a chance to go out there. He yeah, stayed on the property. So it was only like four of us went out there. And I'd never been to this part of Oklahoma ever until that first time. And I'm walking through the cemetery, and I have my digital recorder going. And uh, something goes, hey, Leo, on my recorder. And it's not one of us. Hmm. It's not talking to us. So There's whatever you this, and two others? It was myself, Ben, and Claire, and Will. And Will. Who used to be part of the team, yeah. And uh, this thing calls my name out. I've never been there. It's just bizarre. The place is incredible. Oh, it's yeah. just in. It just feels like you're being watched. Oh, oh that's, that's what exactly, I was exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. Like, from yep. everywhere yep. and yep. around you. Not a good being no. watched. No. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think I there's a possibility with some of the research that I've found that that whatever it was you guys saw was some kind of guardian. Really? Okay. Maybe not necessarily of the specific sure. um, graveyard, but of that area. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a Cherokee people. They were forced there, you know, during the Trail of Tears. That's where mm-hmm. they ended up. And they're guarded people, as most tribes are. But 
once they they always welcomed us, which was fantastic because you got to have permission to be in those places. But once they found out we were there, why we were there, they kind of were more welcoming, inviting, wanting to tell us, "Have you checked this area over here for this and that?" And we're like, "Whoa, <laughs> we I want to, but how do we do it?" <laughs> have to find that photo later. That's crazy. That's amazing. No, that place, like I said, read the book, people, The Agony That Remains um, by Brandon Callahan. We're lucky enough to be part of that story where Jason and myself are in the book, along with Jeremiah, Claire, and Ben, and Brandon, uh, our teammates. And it's like I was telling Larry off air, it's, we went down there with questions. I left with more questions than answers, and I still to this day don't know what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. And... I tell the same story over and over to people who ask me about it. I'm not, I don't ever waver. I have it written down in black and white. Everything I experienced, it's all documented by audio, video, still pictures, you name it. And uh, the experiences are just mind blowing. If I would have never been there, I never would have believed it. I've been like, that doesn't exist. And that's what people who read the book say oh, it's all fiction. And, you know, if there's a place that exists like that, why isn't it on TV? Well, it. Yeah. it just not gonna be i mean it actually has been on tv yeah. uh callahan yeah. did uh what's that show called jason do you remember i can't remember no no it was, it was uh what he did with jael departo like, uh it talked about oh, ley lines fact or fake? No, no not that one it's like unexplained it only lasted like, it lasted like six uh, episodes yeah. or three episodes like yeah I can't remember what the inscription on the back says. Hey, no fair, I can't see from over here. I'm just kidding. I'll wait till after the show. That doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it doesn't. Because it's got the heart, so it's all nice. And mm. Secrets don't make friends, guys. I can't I see. I don't know if the camera can see it. But that. Oh, Jesus. That's on the actual gravestone? That's on the bottom of the uh, I think you're getting a glare. Yeah. Um, it's pro- hold it over this way more. We'll just uh, have to post yeah. a picture later. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's freaky. That's crazy. And that's on a grave uh, headstone, huh? Do you yeah. picture the other one? Wow. No. I think I took that one. Yeah, yeah I'll have so to show you all the pictures of Tahlequah that we have, too, with the wire cutting, the video we have of that going down. I don't know if we ever showed that on. Did we show that on the episode? No, not yet. Not the footage? Okay, I couldn't remember. Uh, we may have. I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk about it so often. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. He Brandon told me this story. If he was down there, I think he was down there by himself when this happened. The the rainstorm experience. When the house he shook. was by himself. Yeah, he was the by house himself. Shook and he saw the woman in the window. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I never knew about. It's terrifying. Until we went down there, because when I sent my stuff to Callahan, I wrote it one Sunday night, late night, at my house. My kids were asleep. My wife was asleep, and my house was just getting pummeled with, with boom noises everywhere i'm like huh. what in the frick is going on so i take my headphones off or whatever i'm doing i'm looking around I, I, I go outside the whole house this is a different house not this one and nobody's out there it's sunday night it's late it's like 12 o'clock i'm like huh. well whatever so i start writing some more it starts happening again happening again i send my stuff to callahan i said man you're never gonna believe this dude when i wrote this stuff for you my house was just alive. He goes, oh, I know what you're talking about. My house is doing it, too, as I'm mm-hmm. writing the story. It's weird occurrences are happening, and it's just like it knows. It's like, holy shit, that place is wild. It definitely follows you back. So did you guys have any experiences when you came back, by no. chance? Um, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I don't know if I have anything that I can relate to that exactly. Okay. I can say that the last year for me personally mm-hmm. has been a lot more active in my personal life. Like in my, mm-hmm. where I live, yeah. things that I'm seeing, um, it's 
it's a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. So I there's another aspect of me, the eleven eleven stuff. I've mm, had that uh-huh. all my life. And, really? And I kind of have weird coincidence with that and some other street light stuff and mm. blinky light stuff so much so that he notices it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, there, there seems to be flashing lights that follow me. And not just like, you know, this sounds kind of crazy, but it's <laughs> not, not just like weird lights off somewhere. Like, right. I always notice there's flashing lights on buildings wherever I go. Wow. And... Um, but I've been seeing a lot more shadow figures and lights in my house and other places that I go just randomly. It's really, really picked up in the last year. And I think it, it started a little bit before I went down there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's associated with that or just... I do have something about me that I'm a little afraid of. I've had several psychics tell me that I'm very powerful psychic mm-hmm. if I allowed myself to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do that, but really? I've also been told you may not have a choice someday. Oh wow! So I don't, and I don't know. Like when I first started in the paranormal field, there was two kinds of teams. Kind of there was the the, <laughs> you know, the scientific teams yep. and the psychic teams, and yep. then the ones that kind of meld the both and yep. um. And I know that you guys know that the longer you do this, the more you, you can feel it and pick up on it, whether you're psychic yeah. or not. Sure. But I feel, I don't know, I feel like the, there's something going on around me that I don't know what it is. I'm just, maybe it's all in my head. I'm just, I'm seeing and, seeing and noticing a lot more stuff lately. Well, see, and I've always said, and I know Lena, who's watching, who is psychic, Lena Townsend, mm-hmm. uh, she'll say the same thing, too. We've had conversations about this. I think everyone has psychic capabilities now mm-hmm. whether they can unleash them or or even in tune with them that's a different story yeah some of us have it and know and can use it to a degree maybe not to its full capability mm-hmm. or some of those that don't know they have it and just you know are afraid yeah. to even turn it on kind of a thing so but yeah that's why i'm not surprised anything you said right there i mean i believe it 100 yeah. percent. yeah so speaking of that point sure uh, Rick Park, he's one yeah. of the, mm-hmm. you guys know him, he's, yep. he's part of my team, Spooks. Yeah. Um, we haven't really done much lately because of COVID. And sure. Nathan, his son, just had a baby oh. last year, so he's been kind of... Busy, yeah. Busy <laughs> and whatnot, but he says the same thing um, to me all the time, even during classes when we have him, uh-huh. or we used to have him, yeah. <laughs> um, that everybody has psychic abilities it's it's called intuition so like when yeah. you go to a location you're like i shouldn't be here yeah i shouldn't go in that's is, is that kind of what you're getting oh to? yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yep that, definitely that makes sense yeah and i like i said i believe it um like i said some of us on the team can do that and some of us don't know they can do it and i've tried teaching jason how to do it jason roberts right. not kusik not kusik <laughs> this guy's tried to get me to visualize I, pictures by yeah. closing my eyes that's a whole nother story but <laughs> the, we the, got the, time the example that i like to use <laughs> yeah when it comes to being able to feel the energy in a place mm-hmm. is a, a place called longview mansion that I've investigated several times over the years and did several times with Larry and, mm-hmm. and that whole team and Rick and Nathan and all of them. There was one night, and I'm sure you guys experienced something very similar to this, where we were in there for four hours, nothing was going on. We were having a you know, we were having a great time mm-hmm. just hanging out, talking. Sure. And then all we were all split up throughout this entire mansion in groups of two and you could just 
feel it. Like something changed change. in the building. You, right. Everybody felt it come in. And then there was all this activity, and we we're Holy jumping shit. on the radio yeah. saying, all this is going on. Did you feel this come in? Mm-hmm. And we, we weren't even paying attention to it, and we all felt it. Nothing wow. that we thought would we had the capability of doing before that. Right. Um, it happened at uh, the Little Brick Inn, too. We investigated yeah, it all night too. long, and then mm-hmm. the second we decided to pack up, is like freaking madhouse. Really? I mean, yeah. It's like somebody turned on a light switch and it just lights the place up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mean, everybody yep. experienced something crazy wow. after the investigation that night. Really? Holy shit. That's incredible, yeah. No, like I said, we can relate. Like I said, that's why, and I asked, we had Josh Hurd on the episode a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and yeah. I was asking him about places, because he did, we talked about the Brush with Evil 3, and yeah. 1, 2, and 3. Um, talked about things like it's like at Sally House or even Melver Manor. It's like, when you guys go to these places, you know the activity that's there. You know, mm-hmm. supposedly Sally's at the Sally House. We'll just yeah. go with that for now. Um, but how much of it do you believe is truly ind- indigenous to the place? Or is it because over the year, teams have came in and did things? Or people just visiting have brought stuff with them? I mean, how much of it is real well, and what's, you know? I think that st- stories and legends come from somewhere. Sure. I don't think... so. I don't think that they just manifest out of nothing. Mm-hmm. They could, of course. Um, but I think, right. like, so the Sally House, for example, mm-hmm. I haven't personally investigated. I've been either. to the building, but I haven't personally investigated. I had a chance, and then it kind of fell yeah. away. Same here. I could go do it <laughs> if I want to set it up, but yeah. um, actually I'm working on it again. But, <laughs> nice. but that, that story of Sally had to, I think it came from somewhere. People right. had experiences mm-hmm. that they believed was that. Now, was it Sally? Who knows? Right. Um, with Sally House specifically, a friend of mine, Richard Rose, who passed away recently, mm-hmm. yep. he was, he told me, and he may have put this out online, I don't know, but he told me personally about this, where he was in the basement of the mm-hmm. Sally House, and there's supposed to be a crack in the wall that's like a portal or whatever. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. said that he threw holy water in there, and everything after that kind of quieted down. Really? Well, and he said that all the teams that came in after him for a while didn't have experiences. And he doesn't wow. know, he didn't know if if he had <laughs> cleansed the portal for a little while right? or not. Maybe. But, I yeah. mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, obviously, those other people didn't know that he had done that yeah. and didn't have any activity happen when they had wow. went. Wow. That's intriguing, yeah. But, so, so as far as Malvern Manor... Um, yeah. As sure Josh probably mentioned, he's also the other co-host of the Plaza yeah. Show with me. So I've yep. been up there several times. I used to go in there before they opened it up to teams mm-hmm. and hang out. And we were up there just a couple weeks ago. Um, we were supposed to open some Divic boxes that yeah. happened to already be open because Josh didn't want to touch them, and we didn't. <laughs> he didn't know that they were already open. Anyways, <laughs> that place has been on a couple shows. It was yep. on Paranormal Lockdown specifically. Right. And it was actually the first episode of any paranormal reality TV show I had watched in years. And the only reason I watched it was because it was Malvern Manor. Right. And I can say that everything they've experienced in there, I personally experienced or someone close to me has experienced. Same places, same kind of activity. Okay. And I don't know if that's... I don't think because I know Josh. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were feeding them information, you know, and they just kind sure. of went. And people all have that kind of activity. Since yeah. that show's come out, I've heard countless stories of the same kind of activity in different places in okay. the building. So, 
Yeah. I, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. It's just it's, It is what it is. I mean, it's the same claim, same experiences, like you said, on that case. Mm-hmm. And there's some places, well, I'll throw this one out there. And we had David Omen from the Omen House on the show uh, about a month or two ago. And uh, I went out. his name, right? David. It could be Omen. Omen, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, oh, so it's not like the Omen, like the movie. Omen. No. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not. I'm familiar with the the name of the Omen. I don't. I'm not familiar with the place itself. Oh, okay. I've heard well, of it's it. the one that's 150 feet from where Charles Manson's followers killed oh, okay. Sharon Tate and all them. And it's it's okay. been on every ghost show. Every he got to known to man. Yeah, well, I guess oh, okay. he he watches the show. I was talking to him earlier actually, yeah. and he he uh said if you're ever out in you know California, come. St- stop on by i'm like well <laughs> coincidence i'll be out there in two weeks you mind if i come by and he's like yeah come on out gave me his number went out there he i mean yes sharon tate's ghost is there i'll say that and probably jc bringing some of the other victims um but there's other things there but he swears up and down there's no inkling of charles manson or even any of his followers like susan atkins who helped commit the murder mm-hmm. and uh but I came across, and I was going live on this show, actually, Cryptic Heartland out there, um, filming, and uh, I came across this voice that sounded like Charles Manson through the SP7. And I didn't say anything at first. I sat there, I'm like, what in the hell? And I'm, a viewer, a friend of his, said, dude, that's Charles Manson. And I'm like, that's what I thought, too. But Davis says, he's, he's like, no, it can't be. It won't be. Hmm. And I don't know if it's just because... Now, that's where I bring the question up, okay, is it because he's never experienced it or because that I unknowingly brought that out, kind of a thing like the Richard Rose thing, you know, Rick Rose, whatever, you know, and the, I, the holy water. I didn't listen to him, you know, kind of say, no, no, that's not going to happen. He just was I just vehemently he denying just it. want that right. to come or out. Probably he not. doesn't want people to communicate with him. Right, and I, I wasn't true. Well, right. I, I kind of right. did. I said, I don't even want to ask this question, but... Are you here by chance? I said Susan Atkins, and I got a female voice that sounds like hers, real kind of high pitched, uh, real soft spoken, and she's kind of singing on there. She's like, you know, I had to do that, right? And she's kind of singing, and it sounds like her voice. I want enough to do. I'm gonna do a side by side comparison with her actual voice yeah. with what I caught. Same thing with Charles, because it's a twangy southern draw, mm-hmm. and. Oh, he has a real recognizable voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what was going on down the in the basement. The thing was what happened here <laughs> after you got back. See, and that's why yeah. I don't know. We and came back. We all heard that one, and yeah. it, it raised the hair we, on your arms. Well, we did, because he was having all kinds of stuff happening at his house like, yeah. after coming home. Right. Uh, so that he couldn't explain here by himself, hearing things in the house. Um, so we went live. We did the podcast live investigating a salon down in Delano and while we were doing that um, Leo just kind of has us all sitting there and he yeah, just right at the end right at the end he just said yeah I want to try something so he calls him out said hey Charles, are you yeah. here because yeah, we got the earlier that night uh, a voice came through and it's, it, it, it flat out said I'm going to kill you yeah and the southern draw yeah, that's you know, yeah. I'm going to get you Kill you, yeah. you know, and that kind of, and so he just flat out asked, "Hey, is this Charlie?" And right, voices started coming through, and um, and then Dan, who secretly had his phone, and he was like looking up Google, and he went to YouTube, and he uh, started playing Helter Skelter, the Beatles on his song, phone, yeah. mm-hmm. and through the SP7 for like a brief moment, 
the same song came played right back yeah. to at us at the same time, yeah. but it, it was just bizarre. It's a weird case. The, the weirdest part was yeah. when the very end. everything kind of went silent for a little while, and the voices stopped. So we were done basically at the end of the night, and uh, Leo said, "Well, if you're not going to talk to us anymore, we're going to turn everything off and leave." And right then, that real distinct Manson voice came through yeah. in like a snooty, the way he would do it. And yeah. it just said, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just like, oh, man. It, it was the crazy. Hair stand up. It just, yeah. Wow. It was an interesting moment. So, like I said, that brings a question again, full circle. The point of all that was is now is that activity always going ongoing or is it something that I brought with me or brought out kind of a thing? And, I mean, for sure, you said Melvin Manor is probably going to be what it is. It's never going to change unless somebody goes in there and alters it, like the Sally House does the yeah. devil worshiping, satanic drawing well, on the box. That's the that's thing different. about those Dybbuk boxes. Yeah. So it, that was a whole weird thing, too. And we're mm-hmm. planning on getting another one and opening it. We're actually going to open that place cool. in Kansas City. But nice. um, we had talked about for three weeks before that on the show mm-hmm. about getting a box right. to open. It, was, it started as a joke because we were looking at sure. haunted things on eBay. <laughs> and we were like, well, why don't we do this? And we did an episode on Dybbuk boxes. Right. Um, and Dybbuk box is a weird term because it technically only talks about one box. Right. But if you t- if you say the word spirit box, it means a completely different thing in this field sure. these days. But, but so he had a team come in, and the next morning he went in to go get the key, and next to the key was four Dybbuk boxes. Five That's where Dybbuk they came boxes. from? Okay. Yes. I wonder and where they came bear. from. And oh, we were like... It's like it's fate. Yeah, like we right. were wanting this, and we were like questioning, we were like scared of it a little bit. We we're like, right. how did this happen? Right. And he didn't want to touch them, so no. he didn't know at that time that they had already been opened. <laughs> okay. But that that team opened them in there, and oh, shoot. I don't understand that mindset. That's... They didn't tell anybody they were going to do that. That's a no no. Wow. Um, yeah. And Josh doesn't care, but yeah. if it was a, like another business, or I, if it was I. I probably wouldn't care either if somebody sure. wanted to do it at a place that I owned if it was specifically for that. Yeah. I'd like to know that they of were course. going to right. do it. Right. What if it was you know, mom and pop's shop down the road that happens to be haunted and they actually release something else into that exactly. place? Exactly. It's, it's very irresponsible. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he didn't touch them, and they sat on the shelf, and we, uh, and we went up the next weekend, and they were already all opened. That's how we figured out that they had opened them mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, so uh, that... that so after that, has anything changed in Malvern? And that's probably a question I probably need to Josh ask Josh. Josh records yeah. from there. Yeah. So there are yeah. times where he reacts to stuff within oh, our yeah. show. Because yeah. um, we were recording a Patreon exclusive extension. And I can't remember if it was during it or right after it. A couple weeks ago, he was hearing screaming in the next room. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, he, and then he had to get up. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. He had to get up and leave. Right. After that, he didn't want to. He didn't want to leave the room that he was in because of all the screaming that was yeah. going on in the next room. Right. There was a guy, before they opened it up for paranormal investigations, his name was Connor. He lived there for like six months, slept in one of the rooms. He mm-hmm. hardly got any sleep. He looked hmm. like a zombie for really? a while afterwards because he wouldn't sleep. There were several nights where he he was in one specific room <laughs> sleeping in there. It was always locked. Mm-hmm. He sounded like the place was being torn down several nights. Wow. Like, like demolition going on inside the room mm-hmm. next to him and um 
that place. Have you guys been up there? We've never been no, there. Yeah, when you go up there, you should. It's, and not, hit, it's not, I mean, it's yeah, three it's hours from KC, so it's six yeah. hours for you guys, but you can yeah. sleep there, and there's hotels close if you right. can sleep there, but I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, but we, need, we need to hit that. We need to hit Villisca, the Villisca Axe House yeah. with, with Johnny Hauser, of course, up there. Yes. We just never have yet. Speaking of that, you know, going back to your original question, mm-hmm. remember when you and I spoke with uh, Johnny Hauser there at Paracon? Paracon last year? Uh-huh. And... You asked him um, whether or not uh, if the spirits are still there. You know, oh, that's for, right. For I, the family I posed the same question. Mm-hmm. And he honestly, he said he doesn't believe that the actual family spirits are still there, that it's actually something completely different now. Mm-hmm. Because Just of teams coming in and doing so things. So many people yeah. who have come from all over. I mean, Well, and this is too. why I've kind of formed my personal viewpoint on when I go to investigate. Like, I... We're going to investigate after this, and I kind of right. like that you haven't told me anything yeah. about it or where it is, because then yep. I get to go in and experience it for myself right. and it's not fresh. have yeah. an idea in my mind of what might happen right. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think that it's hard for me to really pontificate on that <laughs> idea because that's okay. There's no real way for us to actually know. Exactly. In this field, if anybody right. claims to know, they're either lying to themselves or yes. maybe there's some psychics. Obviously, I know some psychics that sure. are real, and, they, and yep. they're very good at what they do, but they can't prove it to someone else. I mean, how can you? No. Without so they're popping no up next to me. Yeah. And they can yeah. even be manipulated by the spirits into thinking it's <laughs> it something be else. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, I think anything's possible. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. I agree. Also psychics that aren't psychic that well, that's can manipulate people. Yeah. First hands. <laughs> See, and the, we work with a very select few. Lena is being one that we mm-hmm. trust to work with over the yeah. years. I mean, I, we put our stamp of approval on her. Not that our stamp means anything, but we support her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other out there we work with and talk to, but I have a hard time when somebody has to come out and say, you know what, I'm psychic, I'm psychic. And it's like, if you have to advertise, not not, not Lena, we're talking about somebody mm-hmm. on a team that yeah. is looking for attention, we'll say. Because that's we've seen that on location where people are like I'm psychic at a public event that I we're hosting, mm-hmm. and then everybody just swoons to them, and it's like, so yeah. what am I here for? Because they do kind of. <laughs> so I, it's hard. I don't want to talk disparagingly about. I'm and I'm not going to talk about any specific person. Oh, you don't have to. But when, um, I will. It's it's more <laughs> of the attitude. It's, no, it's more of the attitude of the person that is psychic. <coughs> if they come off as they're one hundred percent right, and you should listen to me about everything, right. and right. I'm yeah. taking over this investigation, yeah. and everything becomes about what they see and hear. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of that that's, because that's what I'm for several too. different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with teams like that where there was an. I went on an investigation with the team, and they were they're good. I'm still friends with them now, <laughs> and I didn't necessarily have any problem with them. It was their own team; they're doing the things that they wanted to do. But sure. we got there at like nine o'clock at night and set up, and it was actually one of their friends' houses, and we were there for about an hour and a half. And one of the psychics that kind of was running the investigation in a way said, "Oh, the ghosts are gone." <laughs> <laughs> they all packed up and left. When 30 minutes before that, the team leader that I was talking with says, we're probably going to be here all night. And have, you really? know, as soon as that psychic <laughs> said that the ghosts were gone, they all packed up and left. Oh, my God. Wow. So and what do you do yeah. in that instance? Do you, do you well, leave? Do you stay? Or? I had to leave. But, yeah. um, but I also I also <laughs> like teach their own. It, yeah. You know, whatever you, I don't think there's any wrong way to do it. I don't no. think there's anything right. 
exactly. any real right way to do it as long as you're not screwing anybody over. Right. Because that's what we do. We go to a case. We're about the clients. We're there mm-hmm. to help. They're, they're terrified, questioned, whatever, They enough to where they feel like they need to reach out to somebody. So mm-hmm. I always put their needs always first and foremost before my own needs, I mean, or what everybody else's needs, because it's like... We're here for them. Not we're not here for, to get mm-hmm. to, you know find the perfect holy grail and then yeah. be famous. Not if a lot of teams take on home cases anymore. Well, that's we do. A I lot. haven't necessarily done them in a long time really? because I haven't had a team around me. I just really? kind of go with my friends or random people. I don't feel yeah. that I'm equipped to give them enough attention at the moment. Gotcha. But I did a lot when I was more active, right. like as a team. Yeah. Um, that could have their own perils too. We've had. Sure plenty that you know they just wanted to hang out with the ghost hunters they there was one that they cooked us dinner and invited a bunch of people over and and then asked us to do the ghost stuff with the 20 people in the building and the oh music line we've had people we had one person kick us out because we weren't doing it like the tv people were doing it um but for the most oh part they're, they're freaked out and yeah. whether it's real or not it's real to them yeah. So you have to be there for them and be supportive. Definitely. And I, I've I never had any that. team that still does that. Really? Because there's not a lot of them that do that. Most That's actually what we do. Most teams just go out to, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of teams for the most mm-hmm. part these days just go to the big places. Oh, no. And that's it. See, that's why we haven't been to Villisca. We haven't been to this place and that place because we are mm-hmm. still active team. We're we're kind of unique, and I don't want to toot our own horn because people on our show know oh, who we you. are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mentioned ectoplasm because I told you to. So, <laughs> anyways, now for seriously, I mean, I'm host or I'm executive director of Everyday Legacy Paranormal. We've been mm-hmm. around since 2007. Yeah. It was founded by Jeremiah. Um, Norwood, and uh, we've been running with it still since to this day. And we do home investigations, we do public investigations, we do the business investigation, we do it all. We're mm-hmm. still that team that yeah. does that. And then Jason's is part of the team also. He does. He's in charge of Road Trip Paranormal, who does more of the public investigations, the events, the ghost tours. He does the entertainment side, kind of. We'll deal call with it all the public, yeah. right? And all that, which you know. Yeah, it is a lot of work. Both sides are work. I mean, we're all on the same team yeah. essentially, but we just take different fouls. You know, fossils, I'd whatever. say in my experience, a home case just takes two or three times the amount of effort in the end because it it's not like you go in there, you investigate, you find some stuff, and go back and show them. You yeah. have a relationship with yep. that family now, yeah, exactly. And that happens with businesses sometimes oh, too, yeah. but it's more so with the family because they're, mm-hmm. for the most part, they just want to know that they're not crazy. That exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I said that they're, you know, willing to reach out to us to say we need help mm-hmm. because that, that with. Who can we talk to? Well, that's what we're there. We're there for them yeah. always just to let them know they're not crazy. Or maybe they are. But, you yeah. know, we did capture this or didn't kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So, yeah. And it's not always 100% accurate. You know, it's not like we go to a place and there's always going to be activity. Oh, yeah. And sure. it doesn't mean that it is or isn't haunted. It just means maybe it wasn't at that time. It wasn't. It's not like a TV, mm-hmm. you know, you can turn on and, hey, start entertaining me. Yeah. It's the ghosts, they show up day, night, anytime kind of a thing. So. No, but uh, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that kind of stuff because, yeah, because yeah, like you said, there's not many teams that go out there, and that's why we get a lot of those cases. That they mm-hmm. say we've reached out to this team that's over here and they don't want it. Oh, well, we'll help you. Yeah, I mean, because you got to take every claim. 
with a grain of salt, but I had to take it serious because they're because mm-hmm. sometimes the people just want it because they want to entertain, like you said, hey, ghost yeah. hunter, dance for me, monkey, you know, kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> I had another time where I, a client admit, admitted to selling heroin in the opening interview, and nobody caught oh, it. Shit. Because yeah, I wasn't at the opening interview, uh-huh. but I sent a couple guys out there to interview them because they wanted an investigation, something about a Ouija board that kept coming back to their house. Really? And okay. In while they were interviewing them, they didn't react to it either. She mentioned selling heroin. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm listening back to the interview a couple of days after that. I'm like, we're not going back out there. We just can't. We can't be a part of that. Yeah. They didn't. They, they so must have either been distracted at the moment or just kind of like flew by them and they yeah. didn't realize what she said. Holy shit! <laughs> and then there was um, so Hector. You know Hector from Oh yeah. Tenth Dimension. He uh-huh. got. You know, threatened with a shotgun because he oh didn't. My God. He didn't see the red lights on the back of the wall in the shed or in the garage that the guy that had been staring at the sun for thirty minutes could see. <laughs> and I was on my way to that investigation, oh about to God. pull in the driveway when he got run off with the shotgun. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he pulled up, and the guy was sitting in the lawn chair staring at the sun. Yeah. So he gets out and goes and talks to him and talks about the red lights bouncing around on the back of the garage while Hector said he couldn't see them and the guy yeah. got pissed off. Wow. Pulled out a shotgun and told him to leave. Oh, man. Jesus, man. We've been pretty fortunate. I'm going to knock on wood and everything. I'm not super... Yes, I am. I'm superstitious. But uh, that's never happened to us. We've never been yeah. ran off a case. We've never been... Not, not like that, anyways. Yeah. I mean, we've lost cases because of things, but that. yeah. yeah, that's crazy. What'd you say, Jake? So I think the worst is we've had to ask somebody to leave like a public investigation before because they came in super oh, drunk. They were hammered. Oh, yeah. yeah. super. Yeah, like I've you had could to smell it before you could hear it. I've had <laughs> to deal with drunk people on the ghost tours when I'm <laughs> on the bus or something like that. You know? Yeah. Freaking people passing out. The, uh, out. <laughs> the, the, the old guy, uh, the, that's the one that blew my mind the most out of all the tours that we've done, is there was this old man, looked like your quintessential old man, you know, plaid shirt, mustache. <laughs> he went through the whole tour, listened to everything, oh, didn't yeah. say much, seemed normal. And then what did he say when he went to leave? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm... 80 years old and I've never seen a damn I've just thing. never seen anything so I don't know what you guys are doing it's like um well okay right. okay I hope you thank enjoyed you the tour coming. yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming out awesome <laughs> well, I mean, la- last night we uh, kicked off our, our first walking tour because of no Cause, bus because of COVID no bus yep. tour and everything so you know I was real thrilled about alright I'll, I'll walk it so <laughs> how'd it go um well <laughs> um, he said there was an incident we're, we're I only about doing this like Delano we're yeah. only doing yeah. Delano right. part right. so you know uh, we got a we got a small group uh, next weekend is like even bigger group but we're going along it it started off okay there was one chick that was younger and I could tell she was she was off a little <laughs> she was either high or she was drunk or something was no on. heroin <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? She started. I, it could have been meth. Jeez. Who knows? It was, it was meth, weird. Yeah. <laughs> so she, you know, I was talking about Bullwinkle's tattoo parlor, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I used to work there, mm-hmm. and everything. I know Dan, and everything." And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, Dan's passed away." And I said, "Oh, really?" You know, and, and uh, <laughs> know she just kept thing, going on. And then, as, so as we were walking down, you know, it's a walking tour. Right. It's what you pay for. So we're walking. 
and she just starts getting a little bit more and more like distracted and like going off to people on the street and asking oh, for God. cigarettes and I'm like she's interrupting the story so I'm still trying to like remember my history and all this as this idiot <laughs> is like trying to you know interrupt me and she's like oh I used to work here too and I'm like well that sucks for you because it sounds like you've worked everywhere <laughs> you know um so all of a sudden she like sits back into this bush and is on her phone and, and I think she was like pulling beer or something out of her bag and drinking her mom is there with her her mom's like trying to listen You're right and then all of a sudden like she turns her mom turns around and like starts kind of getting after her and one of the girls that were in the group she kind of turns around to see what was going on yeah and pissed this girl off so bad she gets up and like charges at her and is like oh you bitch and blah you know went off to the point where dan and andy and i were like thinking we were going to have to either restrain her punch her call 911 do something (laughs) she's about ready to take on the entire group of people she's her mom's like dragging her down the street and and she's like still cussing at us trying to charge back at us i'm like I was like, welcome to the Wichita Girls Tour, ladies and gentlemen. That's Thank right. Thank you very much. I'm on the tour. Right there. Tours, I know. We're going to have colorful people. You they know, Everybody's are. been locked up all year, God. so we start the tours, and it's going to be strange. Yeah, so, you know. Oh, my God. It was it was horrible. Which, I have a question about that. Anything about something? Not that specifically, yeah, but. So this whole COVID thing, and I'm not trying to get on a tangent about that or anything. I don't. Everybody has their own differing opinions on it, but how much do you think is affecting things like that as far as people seeing more (laughs) paranormal, experiencing more things because they're home or not, or or mentally, it's affecting their brains? It seems like we've had more people reach out for the home cases this year than years previous. Which makes sense. They're home more, possibly working, so I mean, they're seeing things. But what are your guys' takes on that? I mean, do you, have you noticed um, a change or anything? Or I think stress, mm. depression, mm-hmm. un, un, you know, not knowing what's going on in the world, confusion. Sure. It's all things that even in investigations I try to employ. That's one reason I stuck Larry in a room by himself in the basement <laughs> by himself right. at night. It, your, your emotions, I think, obviously affect your surroundings. Oh, for sure. And yeah. could feed into activity. Mm-hmm. For me, this the whole COVID thing, It, of course it was very stressful. It's, I, it's kind of not changed. I, I lost okay. out on a couple of vacations this year, right? which sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I'd never stopped working. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, life is about the same. Actually, 2020 has been pretty good for my family overall. <laughs> wow. There's but I one can person. see how it's really hard on people. <laughs> yeah. And of course, even if the, take the economic side apart or away from it, mm-hmm. the, the, the fear that was put on this country for a month and a half still going for right for people that are still paying attention to the fear <laughs> um yeah of course that could add tension to the area like your surroundings sure there's the thought of have you ever heard of egregores or tulpas mm-hmm. uh tulpas yeah. is like an individual egregore mm-hmm. um your collective thought and mind could absolutely charge energy and right. cause more activity to happen. Yep. Or, to just take it on the other side, your emotions could affect things 
that you think you're seeing even. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I'm not surprised that there's more activity reported. Yeah. Um, no matter what the cause is. I mean, right. no matter what it is actually that's happening. Yeah. That's why you and Rick like to scare me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always scare each other, too. Not like uh, these guys. <laughs> I have very good night. I'm losing my hearing, which sucks for oh, being man. a ghost hunter, but I have yeah. very good night vision, and I can usually walk around most places without a flashlight. So yeah. half the time, I'm not mean to scare somebody, <laughs> but I do on occasion just, have scared Just wait until we get together times. with Rose later. It's so yeah. fun to one. scare Larry because of his reactions. <laughs> he's a s- scared. Like He likes to be scared. Well, I don't know if he likes no, to be scared. No, I don't. <laughs> he has he's a, just the guy for it. He's very jumpy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh Almost my god! Kicked Rick's head off one night. Investigation we're at. That's what somebody said on the comments earlier. They said you look scared on the podcast. You sit here. It's like you look scared. It's like he's just sitting there. I mean, was it you that I scared out in the woods when we were just hiking? No, that was somebody else. That wasn't me. Yeah, but I think oh that that could actually add to the activity sure. for yeah. the person having that fear. Yeah, I mean, because um, like Jake was saying, we got our cases have double, triple, whatever you want to call it. When we get, it's like, yes, we want to help you, but holy cow, we got a list. How can we? I mean, do you are you mm-hmm. okay with us coming over at your house? I mean, you don't know us. You don't know where we've been. Do we need to wear masks? Do we not need to wear masks? Kind of a thing. What What do you want? I mean, and look at us. We didn't even ask. When I we thought are, about we it. Just I walked know. up and said, "Hey, here's the COVID." <laughs> hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, we're all probably going to have a brush with it some way, shape, I think form. I had it before. Yeah, I did, it, too. Like I, I th- early March, before yeah. they even did anything. I yeah, think I was I in January. It. Yeah. I think I had mine in yeah. January. Yeah. I was at Disney World. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I saw your pictures from there. Yeah. yeah. Disney World. <laughs> Both my brother and I got it, and it was really? like the worst flu for two days. But they, they told yeah. you, right, that they but didn't they know what it I was, tested, but it wasn't the flu. for the flu. They actually tested, oh, for the yeah. flu? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the same thing happened to my dad. Day. Yeah. And his doctor mentioned something about some new flu that they weren't sure about. Wow. But his flu test came back negative, too. Yeah. I was actually following it in November of 2019. Really? In December, because I listened to a couple shows that or one show specifically that's out of Australia, and Mm -hmm. one of the guys was a microbiologist and now makes more money as a, not a microbiologist, some kind of dealt with that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Now he makes more money as a podcaster. That's awesome. (laughs) But he has friends around the world that are in that field, and he was talking about what was Uh, going on in China then. So I kind of saw that, like, I kind of got my family prepared for it. Yeah. Because, you know, the toilet paper thing that happened oh here, it happened in Australia, like, oh in yeah. January. <laughs> oh, so it's, it was crazy how, if you were paying attention, you probably could see that some of that was coming. But for the most part, people didn't have any clue. Yeah. And that, you know, I don't want to go into politics no. too much, but yeah. each country is only knows what their media tells them. and True. it's And it's the same all around the world. Yeah, for sure. We are definitely censored from what's happening around the world to a point yeah and most people don't even want to look at that kind of stuff and i don't blame them for it my wife doesn't pay attention to politics or world stuff or anything like that because what the hell can you do about it right if if you're the type of person that's just going to get stressed and worked up about it 
why why do it? I think yeah. that's most people these days. Oh yeah. The, the silent majority isn't the right or the left. It's the people that don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Or when they pay attention when it's when it's in your face. <laughs> it's crazy how it's brought everybody's true colors out. I guess we'll say, and mm-hmm. it's divided people that you know you were considered friends and stuff. It's like, wow, well, I believe this way. If you don't believe this way, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's just like. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, Over one yeah. thing? It's basically <laughs> caused the hate society that we have now. Oh, my God. It's terrible no, yeah. right now. I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. ran through my share of that shit. <laughs> I just yeah. sit back and consider it all fodder. I yeah, just so read there's it. There's the fear of COVID, but there's <laughs> yeah. the fear. There's all kinds. Like, 2020 is full of yeah. stuff to be afraid of or yeah. to be worried about at the very least. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it happens every year or every so many yeah. years. It's just people don't remember who remember. Who Remembers bird flu. Remembers mm-hmm. SARS. Remembers you know. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Every year it's something new. It's just whatever the media puts in everybody's head. Or yeah. and this one is different. It's more. I, I don't know. It's it's who knows. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's the same thing that I, I I use an example of people that believe that the Earth is flat. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It's flat. not flat. <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't, I can't prove to them or to myself oh my that it's not. So I hold that 2% right. possibility that it could be flat because I personally haven't flown up into space or wherever I, I could to see it. It's the same with, with this, yeah. w- with COVID specifically. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can't see right. that you're being told is wrecking the world. Fair enough. I know that there's plenty yeah. of people that have personal experience with this. Yeah. And I know people that have gotten sick, but in reality, you can't. You, we're just being told how bad it is. Yeah. I know that there's people dying, and yeah, I, it's just there's no real way to know. There's not. So that brings another interesting point. Where are you at on the whole moon landing thing? The you moon guys? Thing? <laughs> yeah, because we, I've never really per se talked to anybody that didn't believe we landed until one of our former teammates said that i'm yeah. like really why I've, I've always been up in the air on it yeah but you know obviously i wasn't alive then neither was i th- yeah um, i think it's strange that we stopped going yeah um i don't know if larry was willing to tell the story on the air but <laughs> actually his father told larry a story that makes me think it's a good possibility that we didn't or if we did we only went once Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I need to I need to talk to him and ask him if I can interview him about it. But that'd be cool. Yeah. He, before I was born, lived mm-hmm. in Maryland and you know the East Coast. Sure. Um, not gonna say what company it was. Oh, you're fine. Or, well, I mean, let's go ahead. He's got my name, so I can't really. I've talked um, about it on the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> he, 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 episode what? He was an engineer for okay. this this company and. Sure. Um, he told me he walked into large the, aerospace company. Okay. Well known. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with there's several of those. Starts with sounds like <laughs> four letters. I'm kidding. And I might get some of this wrong because it's been a while since he's told me this. But mm-hmm. from what I remember, he told me he walked into what he thought was a giant hangar. Um, and he didn't know what was inside of it, but uh, he walked in and saw basically a mock setup of mm-hmm. the moon landing with 
film cameras, everything. So, yeah. and he was questioned about it, told him, you know, you didn't see anything, and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could yeah. have been a movie filming. It could have been a hundred possible things. Right. Could have been but, practice. Could have been practice, yeah. But he, he was in the military it. his yeah. entire life, and he's seen things, and he believes he loves ancient aliens, too. Nice. <laughs> well, you said he himself believes that we haven't landed on the moon, Yeah, he, right? he doesn't believe oh, really? that we've landed on the moon. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. not crazy in a bad way. I'm crazy that yeah. he's close to the source. I mean, so... I, for the only opinion. thing I think about is the amount of money you'd have to pay off all the people behind everything. Yeah, yeah all the NASA. To keep everyone from, from that point, that's from, true, from but that there age, are, from to, to now. Yeah. yeah, there are several deathbed confessions yeah. of, of astronauts, right. and and if most people on the ground think we're going to space and we launch a rocket, really, it's only the astronauts and the few people on the ground that knew we didn't actually go. True, that would know that they didn't actually land. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. It, and it would it would be a big deal. Yeah. I could I I can see why we would have faked it at the time. Sure. The the thing that always Political got right? mm -hmm. weird thoughts in my head about, especially when you look at the footage of like the moon landing mm -hmm. and the moon walkings and all that kind of stuff, is I think you tried to explain it to me once. Is why in all the footage that you see of the astronauts walking around on the surface of the moon, mm -hmm. are they tilted? on their axis by like a 45 degree angle so right. they're walking around like this yeah and it just doesn't it almost like they're on like a a, a wire harness right. that's holding them up yep. and it, I, I don't i don't know how to explain it no i've seen um, we've seen we on one of our earlier episodes we talk about this and you see video and i played it where when when it comes off the ground it gets up Oddly, Just and kind the of the same thing. Up. He popped up yeah. like a pulley system or like something, you know, a harness. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand what you're saying. And when they're bouncing around, they're always bouncing around mm -hmm. on like a, an angle on their side. Yeah. Like it's, it, I don't know how to explain it. So yeah. I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Oh, I love conspiracy I love yes. conspiracy theory. I yes. love reading about them. That's what I was referencing when I talked about being on the internet in the 90s. Yeah. There were so many great forums oh, and message yeah. boards and, and websites about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of scrubbed these days online. You can't yeah. find what you... Especially about recent stuff. Right. Um, but I... There's definitely, and it's the same in everything, but there's definitely two sides of the type of people that are into conspiracy theories. There's yeah. people that are interested like us, and mm -hmm. we read about it. Yep. And then there's the people that believe every single one, yeah. and they get in your face, and they yeah. spit on your face, and they probably <laughs> smell you really bad, and they make the whole field look bad. Yeah. Because yep. they believe everything, and they spout everything. And right. When, when, when Joe Blow, that's not into conspiracy theories gets pointed towards this field that's who they see mm -hmm. um yep. whereas i just like to question everything oh me too and i don't trust what i'm being told Never. most of the time right and i don't think that our government has our best interest at heart i just don't <laughs> feel that way anymore i, can I don't relate. know if i ever yeah. did honestly yeah and conspiracy isn't necessarily in my mind some big like new world order illuminati thing even though i think that that's possible mm. of course powerful people sit in rooms and make plans sure but i don't think that they um i don't i think that that's what most people think of when they think of conspiracy but really it's just kind of any little plot that we're then told differently about mm -hmm. or that 
even down to the media telling us something some way just to get us to think a certain way is yeah. a conspiracy to me. Yep. Um, but the, the other side of the coin says that the, the those people are inept, the government is inept anyways and they can't run anything in any good way except for the military. How would they be able to pull off something like 9-11? You know? Right. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I don't know. 9-11 is another I, good one. I love yeah. research. That's actually what I spend most of my time Same here. researching yeah. um, these days for a long time. 9-11, I mean, we've seen the footage. We, I mean, I remember exactly where I was that day it happened. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I, when watching it, I thought we were under attack, terrorists, the whole what we've been taught kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get videos like Loose Change, if you've ever seen yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. and. Yes, it's somebody's point of view, but some of that stuff makes you question things a little bit more than what's told, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't believe the Jesse Ventura thermite paint explosion yeah. demolition thing. I don't believe that. I mean, maybe, but yeah. I don't believe that. I think how many buildings have we ever seen get hit by possibly an airplane and re- behave in a certain manner? We don't know any of them. This is all new to us, I assume, uh, unless you're in a war or something. My maybe. guess is it's somewhere in between. There's yeah. the extreme. Uh-huh. Do you believe exactly what you were told was happened, or there's? It was all organized and it was just um, planned, but I'm, it's probably somewhere in between. Yeah, it, I, I'm sure there was all kinds of things going on that day. Oh, I bet the whole. Uh, I, and you would know this, um, looking into the whole. There's a, a military exercise going on about the exact same thing while it's going on. Right. That's that was going on with the Boston bombing right. and several other things. And now, when you hear about a military exercise, conspiracy theorists all perk up. <laughs> they're like, something's going to happen while yeah. they're doing that exercise. Right. Like the whole Jade Helm thing mm. was, you know, obviously blew over now. But yeah, um, yeah, I, lo- I love that stuff. Well, um, some of that stuff too. I think with. 9-11 will say, I think they were on to some of that. Mm-hmm. I think they knew something was going to happen, maybe not a specific oh, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had intelligence. I think they, and maybe that's why they do the military exercises yeah. at that time, because maybe they're doing it every day. We just mm-hmm. don't realize it. And yeah, we're actually going that to day. start a new series of video for YouTube. Uh-huh. It's going to be like Mystery Science Theater-esque, <laughs> our commentary. I've been buying VHS conspiracy documentaries. Oh, nice. So we're going to sit awesome. around and watch those yeah. and do our commentary on them and put them out on YouTube. It's going to be fun. Awesome. We're going to yeah. start that in the next couple of weeks, actually. Very do cool. You, do you think it's possible that, like, take, for example, 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, there's an effect, like, have you heard of the Mandela effect? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That there's people actually out there that, that, um, remember and believe a timeline that that actually didn't take place? I haven't heard that's that mentioned, question. but... That's I a mean, good question. It, I mean, wow. It's possible yeah. if there's anything else. I mean, the Mandela effect has kind of taken on a thing of its own. If you don't remember something right these days, it's because of the Mandela effect. Right. Yep. There are some really weird things with it, of course. Yeah. Um, Bernstein Bear. That's I haven't heard one, anybody yeah. talk about That's a good 9/11. One. I haven't either. But, but, but say there yeah. are people out there. There probably that, is. There got to be. Are yeah. Like that, um, have you have you seen that uh, that new movie that came out about where the the guy gets hit by a car and he wakes up and he remembers the Beatles and he writes all the songs about? But no one I've knows heard about, about that. No. About that. It, yeah. It, it's like that. 
who's um it, it turns out in the movie that there's several other people that that know that they existed too and really? are thankful that he's writing these songs but wow. they were afraid to say anything hmm. do you think that's a possibility too that like those people are out there but they're too scared to to admit that they remember that that never actually happened and it's a weird thought just, no it is but it's an intriguing one it's I love it I mean there's gotta be I mean anything's possible number one I mean possibly probably yes there's somebody out there or a group of people out there I mean and I'm not trying to make light of a subject, but the whole Me Too movement with the women and the actresses, you know, yeah. and all those Hollywood people, it's been going along for years. And it took one person or two people to stand up and say something, and all of a sudden, yeah, it happened to me, it happened to me. And all of a sudden, these prominent people that you were known and respected are no longer that way because of incidences that are probably true. So maybe that's the same type of mentality. Yes, it takes one person to come out and say, I had this dream or this feeling or you know and that's what it is well about those bigger conspiracies like 9-11 uh-huh. or, or anything associated with clinton or any of that those oh, yeah. people start dying that come up and say that yeah. kind of that's stuff. that's crazy yeah. though i don't want to die i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that really get deep into it and yeah. it, some of it be, could be coincidence but i'm convinced for a lot of these the people are just taken out yeah um right is it coincidentally yeah. they get taken out, or is it because of they know too much they get taken out? They, they know too well, much. I mean, or, yeah. or it's not that they know too much. They said they too start much. Putting it out. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's there's the other side. Bob Lazar yeah. believes that he's protected because he put everything out. And now it's sounding like he wasn't that crazy after no, all, no. maybe because <laughs> there's some shit coming out lately. But so Bob Lazar's <laughs> thing wasn't political. I mean, right. it, it was, but right. it, it's not a political point. Yeah. Where a lot of the people, the conspiracy theorists that seem to get knocked off, are more on the com- political side of conspiracies. Right. Um, so maybe that was also what saved Bob Lazar. That's uh, interesting. Have you guys seen the documentary? I haven't yet. I've been wanting to. I, I need to. God dang it. Can I, can I talk about <laughs> Go it? Go ahead, of course. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, so yeah. <laughs> there's one thing that, like, watching that documentary and... Have you guys seen it? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I it. haven't. God damn. That's okay. Talk like, about, I've been dying to watch I know it. I, just about I, want, it. I want to get your yeah, guys' about opinion. It. Go ahead. The, so the material mm-hmm. that he supposedly stole and did experience right. on this, in the documentary, he flat out says... I did not steal anything. And yeah. he's, he's adamant about it. But then they show footage of him doing experimentations with Right. Him. So, was he lying? Or was he... I, I'm, I was really confused about that whole part. I don't know. Like, I didn't see it. But does he ever claim that it was given to him? Maybe in his mind he didn't steal it. Maybe he acquired it in some other fashion where it wasn't... That. Or, or he says right he, to take. he said he never had it. Yeah. Or the, and I'm like, no. well, if you never had it, how'd you do these experiments that are on tape? Or the third possibility of him knowingly saying one thing and doing another to continue the conspiracy. That, or I That's was thinking, angle, like, yeah. it, it was almost like he was thinking it was entrapment that if he on film, he actually said, oh, yeah, sure. he stole yeah. it, yeah. you know, his ass is grass type right. thing. Right. Um, well, there, so I want to. There is a. Uh, um, I went blank. <laughs> where where the you you did a crime, but 
after a certain time. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Yeah. I don't know if that applies to something like that that you steal from it. the government, but <laughs> yeah. the theft, I think, would have fallen well, off by then. For that to right. apply, the government would have to admit, admit that, that it was, it was real. taken. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, that's, that's just it. They can come out and say, yeah, uh, we had something with UFOs and Bob Lazar they can either took it and brought something out. Yeah. real and prosecute them. Yeah. Or well, there's been a lot of that lately, actually. Right. With the whole TikTok thing. Oh, God, TikTok. The TikTok thing. TikTok. And the guy from Blink-182. Oh, Tom. Yeah, Tom yeah. Long. Yeah. I don't know what to think of all that. I don't either. I don't I don't think that the, the Pentagon just coming out and saying that these videos were real is just out of the niceness of their hearts <laughs> or to let us the, the public know right. that it was that I think there's an agenda behind all of it yeah. and I don't think that necessarily Tom DeLong is in on that agenda or no. the academy to the to the Stars Academy or whatever it is mm-hmm. defense and military budgets are huge if you get a contract to oh, do yeah. something for them it's probably close to billions of dollars where they only gave him a few millions of dollars right what are they going to be able to do with that? It's awesome that he was able to do that, and if he's mm-hmm. really legitimately doing this, that's great. Right. But I don't think for a second that the if if they're hiding UFOs from us, that they're just telling us because they want us to know. Right. I, I think there's a bigger agenda behind yeah. it. Yeah. Well, then there was all the declassified information that came out. You know, this year, last year, mm-hmm. all the stuff that the time limit was up on and mm-hmm. became declassified. There was interesting things in there, you know, about the Dark Knight that we've talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Black Batman. Black Knight or whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> even the, the people in the To the Stars Academy have admitted that they received stuff that they had told the government that they weren't going to share, and then they shared it. Right. So they got that grant to do that, mm-hmm. and then was given information to, to for them to research, but they weren't supposed to tell the world about it, and they did it anyways. Yeah. So, which but I could also see that being part of the agenda. So I don't know what to think of all of it. That's yeah, that's tough. I mean, because yeah, are they just a a seed planted? You know that. Don't and tell anybody, and then it's, we, that's we want you to tell them. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's so much going on in the world, but it was yeah. kind of like nobody cared that the government, <laughs> came, the Pentagon said, came out and said we don't know what these things are, right. which is baffling to me because they're the ones that are supposed to be protecting us from things in the right. sky. Yeah. If they don't know what they are, that means that they're not in control, and we should be more afraid. Well, have you ever thought about yeah. when when you look at? Um, media in Hollywood and, mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Movies and TV shows and articles about extraterrestrials and aliens and science fiction, none of that crap really started until late 40s, early 50s. Right. And it kind of makes you wonder if that whole culture was invented to kind of like distract us like you're saying and like throw us off so that you know 75 years 100 years from now when Mm -hmm. shit actually does hit the fan that we're kind of like desensitized yeah almost yeah well you know there was the whole original war of the world's broadcast and that screwed a lot of people oh my god people believe that all you have is radio back then so you didn't know any different you couldn't turn the tv on and look at it yeah 
I've heard, yeah, of course, that we weren't there when that happened. No. no. I've heard both sides. Like, it really scared a lot of people, but I also heard that even that was sensationalized, that not as many people oh, believed yeah. it or, it or did, was. you know, that that was kind of sensationalized too. Either mm-hmm. way, um, so yeah, UFOs and aliens is kind of modern in that sense, but the the field itself and the reports from aliens, except for the discs in the sky and stuff like that, really abduction cases mirror fairy cases from history. <laughs> so it could be the same phenomenon right. in a different form. Um I don't know. What it boils down to is I'm really I really am surprised that in this day and age the belief in the possibility of life outside of the planet is still called a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> Not just UFOs. True. I understand that. If, if I don't like that term conspiracy theory applied to that kind of stuff. Sure. But if you you have to really be stubborn in my mind to think that there's not life outside <laughs> of our planet somewhere even if right. they haven't been here yeah I, I don't get that mindset but yeah um but conspiracy so they have this stuff happening where they're releasing stuff but conspiracy theory the idea of it opened up for a, f- a couple of years where it was more accepted to talk about this stuff to think about this stuff but mm-hmm. 2020 has really shut that down mm-hmm. true like it's it's not okay to be a conspiracy theorist in 2020. <laughs> a lot of those conspiracy yeah. theorists are tied to things that don't necessarily tie to the field, but the term is used. Right. It's so, a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such an easy word to throw around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so while we're on the topic of UFOs, did anybody see recently this last week the uh, speck above Topeka? What? It was no. Um, well, I, I work in the auto industry, and I uh-huh. uh, work in a parts department, so I call all over. And uh, our used car places, or our used parts, my big salvage yard that we use is in Topeka, and I, I have a good relationship with the guy I talk to there. And he knows what I do, all this. He's not into it, but he'll. I think his mind is opening the more I talk to him about it. But <laughs> So I'm talking to him last week, and he says, hey, did you hear about the UFO they sighted last night? over Topeka and I said no I hadn't heard of it he said well when we get off here I'll email you the uh, article little article they wrote in the Topeka newspaper mm-hmm. I said oh the news picked up on it they said, he said yeah it was a big deal so okay so we got off the phone and he sent it to me and, and I opened the article and they have a picture of it and it's a it's a fairly zoomed in picture and it looks like a white disc but it's up on its side hmm. huh. and I read through the article. It was rather short, and it was not well written. It was. <laughs> it seemed like it was leaving stuff out, right? Right. So I'm reading through it, and it automatically just goes to weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. Oh my balloon, god! In this day and but, age. But the stra- What I picked out of it that was strange was one: the picture was not a weather balloon. It's easy, especially when it was a zoomed-in picture, to tell a weather balloon. And I'll admit that a lot of times it is. But this one didn't look like it. Well, then at the end it says, well, it was a weather balloon and it came down at these coordinates and we know exactly where it came down and we know that somebody picked it up, but we don't know who it was. We we know exactly where it was at and exactly <laughs> when and exactly everything, but we don't know. We have no idea who went out there and got it. Well, mm. the next time I had to call I the know. guy that sent me that, <laughs> I said, well... 
you know, I read the article you sent me, but yeah. they're saying it was a weather balloon and it got picked up and it's no big deal. <laughs> I said the odd thing is they know everything about where it landed and when it got picked up, but they have no idea who picked it up. And he said, he, uh, when I was telling him this, he was opening the article and reading it. He said, that is the most bizarre thing because when I read it this morning, that article didn't say anything about that. It said it was an unidentified object, that all these people saw it, that the picture was strange. Mm-hmm. It said nothing about a weather balloon. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even think it said anything about a weather balloon when I sent you the article. So it's been but redacted it since then? It was like somebody had edited it. Hmm. He said the pictures were the same, but the article about it, which was small, it was just a couple of paragraphs, sure. was completely different. Huh. <laughs> and that was in the same day. Yeah. But you can look it up. It's the Topeka Spec is what they're calling it. It happened last yeah. week. It'd be yeah. interesting to see I, if the person that wrote the article still works there. True. Huh? I, um, oh, yeah. I've become friends over the last few years with a guy. I'll, I'm not going to mention his name. Sure. Um... We actually did an extension on our show where he he told us a story, which I'll tell you guys here in a minute. Okay. And we had a bunch of weird stuff happen with the audio. We weren't able to use it. <laughs> but he's told me this story personally off okay. air. And he told us then. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was special forces. He did all kinds of different stuff. He was part of the team that found Saddam. Oh, wow. And, and all kinds of stuff. But near the end of when he was in the Special Forces, he was part of a collection team mm-hmm. that would go collect things that come down from outer space. He said he saw some weird stuff, mm-hmm. but there was always a story like that the next day. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. He told us specifically about something that happened over Chicago. The, a satellite, a satellite mm-hmm. came in, and they were actually on base ready before it even came in. They were told... You need to go out there. He mm-hmm. said it was not a satellite. They went out. They collected the material. They went door to door, pulled it out of everybody's houses. It actually hit houses and oh, stuff. Wow. Um, and then I looked up while he was telling that story. There are stories in the press about this small meteorite that came down, and that was it. That NASA said it was that, and that was that. Wow. So. Wow. Did, did something happen over Topeka and they went in and got it and then scrubbed the news about it? It's, it's not possible. surprising. Yeah, he's got it pulled up there. That's that's the story that he sent me. It's that's funny you say that. Huh? It's a different story than what you said. Oh, Even okay. now, so it says the unmanned balloon that had several people looking to the skies on Tuesday has moved out of Kansas is now in Indiana. But it didn't come down. Well, see, that's a totally Why? different story. And it says, Why would it be in Indiana? What he sent it to. It says, me. while the balloon is no longer known as a UFO, its point of origin and who launched it are still unknown. So that's not the story <laughs> that I got at work when that's I first crazy. learned about it. And then that's not the story that the guy that sent it to me yeah. had. That's interesting. And it's <laughs> weird that they, they have the well, balloon's registry number, but they don't know who launched it or where, who. Right. I mean, are we still following the same instructions <laughs> I mean, like Roswell, yeah. you know? Right. Immediately, the military and the government just changed the story immediately, yep. forced him to, like, hold up a weather balloon, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, is this still but going in a larger scale now? I mean, like, everything that happens? See, how do you have a registry number for right. the weather service and then not right. know who launched it with the point of origin. The map is different yeah. than the one I have. The one I have shows a total flight path from launch to land, and this it's cool. 
It's I know. only a few miles. It's, it's not bad. That's, that's messed that's up. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> Well, that's, that's funny you said that, uh, Jason, as far as your guys' audio messing up. Cause it happened to us. We talk about JFK every year on our anniversary. And last year we were talking about it, and all of a sudden shit started going haywire with the yeah. – it's like now, is government monitoring some small podcast? Yeah, little we Kansas? feel the same way. Probably yeah. not, but what if? Yeah. So I'm always throwing little well, so nuggets it, out like that. I'm like, go ahead. They're not monitoring you, uh-huh. you, especially since you guys do live. Yeah. It's all algorithms. All computers yeah, it, listening you're right. to everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, the same guy, he now works um, for Facebook. Oh, wow. Well, he works for a company that works for Facebook. Right. He's part of the, the company that actually is responsible for like what's called the Facebook police that, oh, that uh-huh. monitor everything. <laughs> but he did something to Josh and I where he he sent us a Facebook message uh-huh. with just this random phrase in it. It was almost like a haiku. Uh-huh. And he told us that we were now on a list for 24 hours that they were going to be watching us because really? of what he put in there. And it was just random stuff. That's and I have crazy. no idea what it was. It wasn't anything like terrorist or ball. Yeah. It wasn't any of that. It was just, he said the way that it was phrased mm-hmm. is you're now on this list huh. for 24 wow. hours. Interesting. Now I wonder um, if we're on the list now talking about that. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> if we are, so be it. I got nothing to hide, or do I? I? We joke about it often because yeah. we've we've done the Clinton kill list on our show and several <laughs> yep. other things, and we talk yeah. about Clinton all the time, and we joke about it. We're yeah. like, we, we, in no way do we think that our little show is being watched by them. <laughs> or, but if yeah. something was to get cut off, it yeah. would be. Talking to that guy, talking about that. Yeah. Right. So I, that's I don't crazy. Know. I mean, I believe, like you said, it's all algorithms and stuff like uh-huh. that. They pick up on little words because I always get those messages from whether it be from YouTube, via Skype, so that yeah. all goes through a database too. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll get messages like YouTube or whatever, Facebook, and it's like, hey, somebody's copyright claimed something on your show. So I'm like, the there's nothing on my sh- well unless I played a, a clip of a mm-hmm. video or something. I'm like, there's nothing on the show that we don't own. Yeah. It's all my stuff, free to look around, and then they the usually same. let it go. I've only been blocked once. It's because I put factor fake stuff on our show one day, yeah. which is no big deal. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. I love this stuff. We talk about conspiracy theories all the time. We're a big group on that, and JFK, 9-11, the Clintons, you name it. We've done whole shows upon that, like the Kennedy curse, the Superman curse, uh, all the different things, and it's just like, it makes you think. It's possible. (laughs) People are still being added to the Clinton kill list today. Like, there's still people dying that are associated with that. So So what do you think about that, just real quick? Do you think it's a real thing? Or like you said before, um, it's people that said something or yeah. Mentioned or no, something. No, I do. Yeah, I uh-huh. think that there's too many coincidences with that stuff. If you really look into it, uh-huh. there's there's too many coincidences. Almost right. all of them were, not all, all of them, several sure. of them would tell their family members, I have this big thing, I'm about to put it out, mm-hmm. I'm scared, and they actually leave and end up dead yeah. somewhere. There's it's people wild. that get zipped up into suitcases and thrown into rivers. You don't right. do that to yourself. Yeah. Two bullets to the back of the head. Right. How do you do right. that? Right. Exactly. That yeah. are called suicides. <laughs> I, yeah, Looking I for the bullets know. behind you? There's no bullets in there. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. I, don't I, I, I absolutely <laughs> think that they're not... Yeah. The, even if it's not our government, right. I think that there's absolutely espionage or whatever that yeah. they, Every day. they don't yep. have a problem with doing that because... Yeah. 
that that person is there. I mean, you see it in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Cards, they're knocking people off. Not yeah. in any way like we think the Clintons might be. Right. But that comes from that. Yep. So... It's crazy. I have you know, there's the whole uh, Osama bin Laden disappeared while we all slept. Mm. And, uh, you know, he was dead and thrown in the ocean by the time we woke up. And now all the members of SEAL Team 6 are dead. I would actually be surprised so, if it didn't happen. Like, if that wasn't a real thing. Right, I would be very right. surprised. Yeah, but why the lack of anything proving it did? Not all of them are dead, are they? I thought the guy that wrote the book that got the supposed shot... Uh, I'm pretty what's sure his name? he's dead now too. Is he? I didn't think. I he think was. so. I think it was recent. Did yeah. no shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure dead. we talked. About I didn't hear about gone. that. Holy yeah. crap! They're all gone. Most of them died in a helicopter crash on a helicopter that had just been serviced and passed with flying colors. Huh? That's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, we're at the end of the show already. I mean, we could go on for hours, I know. (laughs) That means you have to come back on, and we'll talk about this and more stuff in greater depth. That's if we have a show, because we talked about the Clintons. We talked about... I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, once again, this has been the Cryptic Heartland Podcast. I can't talk right now. I'm tired. Cryptic Heartland Podcast, episode 119, with our special guest, Larry Buchanan of Kansas City, and Jason Kupsik from... Ectoplasma show, formerly Kansas City Paracon. <laughs> I'm just As kidding. Right now, yeah. <laughs> We're just saying that out there. And, of course, Larry's a chauffeur for, you know, Jason. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> give me one of those. Dang it. I'm doing it all wrong. So, no, but we'll have him back on the show. I'm, I'm glad you guys made the trip to come down in studio and... After the show, we're going to go have some fun. We're going to go investigate. And yeah, and keep following us yep. tonight because we may go live. You never point, know. Yeah. Unless the Clintons Epstein us and then we won't. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. kidding around. That's a different topic. <laughs> right on, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Like I said, you're welcome to come back on the show anytime, and we'll talk some conspiracy theories, other things. Got to hear about the other trips out to the desert and see what you guys find out once yeah. you stay the night yeah, there. Yeah. And Maybe we can go with them. Uh, yeah. You yeah. never know. Yeah, more so. people married. You're right. Right on, man. (laughs) Can't wait, guys. Well, thank you guys again, and we'll see you. We won't have a show tomorrow because this show's for tomorrow, so we'll be back next week with whatever we're going to talk about. We're not sure. Um, We do have a special guest on the 18th. We're having Sarah Sunderland from. uh, Yeah. No. You know her very well. She's been to pod or to the Paracon, and uh, she's coming on talk about her book and other things. So we'll get into some crazy stuff with her too. So very cool. Yep. So we'll see you guys in next week. Thank you guys. Yep. Thank you guys again. See you guys.